And we are back. Hey, hey. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 37 of Dungeon Patrol. Wow. Wow. We're we're here. 37. 37. Yep. I know. Long time coming. And uh, I believe that this is going to be the finale. Wow. So get your... Way your, to set us up. You, you know what? Us off now? <laughs> yeah, well, that's immediately what I get, thought. Get your Kleenex like, oh, out, people. We're it's, all going to die. Yeah. I yep. wanted to throw that out there because I don't... I know as the player, every time it was like, oh, that's it, there was always a little like, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. True. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some time to get ready for it. So... Right. We'll get in. We'll get, Plus, we'll get we, in. we're not shooting for a Game of Thrones ending. I know. mean, says you. Oh, man. <laughs> well, then I'm sorry. Get ready to disappoint people. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, how, how's everybody feeling? How are we doing? Checking. Good. We got, like, rested up. Like, there's there's clothes all over the floor now if I land in my bedroom, you know? Like the 16-year-old I am. And, you know, oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, I w- I will say that that Tris has done some reflecting over mm. the last however long we haven't been recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't know. I haven't shared any of it with you. So. Oh, sweet. Well, let's get into that after the recap, and we can just we can start with a little uh, little character reflection. Or did you want to do that as out of character reflection? Oh no, I mean, but it will be no, I would like for to see if we You're can make it happen it organically rather than oh, okay, okay, shoehorning it in. Okay. All right. Well, before we get into all that excitement, I think we should just go ahead and one last time with style. The heroes emerged into the boardroom of Copaco, managing to convince the crooked chairman to let them free by playing to his ego. Something the silver-tongued Alar was uniquely qualified to do. The heroes finally returned to their home in Knockabout. Surely everything will be peaceful and calm from here on in. Find out today on Dungeon Patrol. Peaceful and calm. Yeah, this is just the happily ever after, right? Y- yes, happily ever after. All right. Well, I like the idea of peaceful and calm. Okay. Maybe just a relaxing Q and A episode. Mm-hmm. You guys can talk about your level nine powers, yeah, and not actually have to use them. <laughs> That's no fun. I actually, could, yeah. I was really thinking about that too. It's like, I don't know. I hate ending and getting cool stuff, and then it's like, oh well, you don't get to use it because it's mm-hmm. like the end. Like, what's the point? Like, if you're gonna level nine, I think at some point we should probably see what you can do. But let's see what we can do here. So we are going to pick up back at the augury here. It's been at least a week, somewhere in there. You guys have had time to really decompress, do some shopping, buy some more groceries, start meeting more neighbors. We're writing, we're getting a set list together, right? I mean, we're writing right. songs. Yep. Yep. We're on your so list. many new songs now. Right. right. Heroics. And... So what am I doing in the band now? Am I... Am I dancing? Am I playing the tambourine? Am I yes. doing both? Yes. Oh, I see. All right. Do I have the backup vocals? Sure. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> she was so against this before, and now look at this. Yeah. Am I uh, just moving this stuff around? Am I the roadie? <laughs> you're, you're the roadie. You're, you're the roadie. Excellent. I, I thought you were playing the fiddle. I, I can, 
all of a sudden. Playing well, we're, blue, we're bluegrass <laughs> now, apparently. Oh, wait, so. wait is that, was that from the um, pirate ghost? Yeah, oh, okay. he, he yeah, taught me know. how to play the fiddle. Yeah, then you're a fiddler. Well, that's that's up to Alar. I'm not going to... Did you play the you fiddle in an Irish You are a welcome band? addition to the team. Excellent. But, but you're will still you moving some... stuff around for us. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. It's an internship on the stage. <laughs> now, I'm surprised you didn't ask him if he was fiddling on the roof. Well, the obvious one, yes, yes. I was. I tried to be a little more subtle with my references. Mm, okay. Often, <laughs> nobody catches them. I don't know. Okay, I do wonder who catches all your references out there in the wild. But, mm. They entertain me. <clears throat> that's right, and that's, that's all that matters. Point. So, yeah, you've, you've had some time, and you probably have been practicing, um, presumably together, maybe finding a space to, to work out your, your sets. And I think Elair just comes in the door, through the door. I've got a new one. This is the beat we're going to. Follow me. And he'll give us some side eye if, we get it, if we're slightly off beat or something. Perfection would be part of your... I don't do that. I just start in and expect you to pick it up. The, the prince of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alar and the revolution. Right, and we will be re- replaced <laughs> quickly. <laughs> oh, I would be. I think we all would be. So amidst all that excitement, there um, we're going to do... There's a couple things that have happened sort of off screen. I thought it was about spending some time, but sort of as promised, there was a party, and you were expecting it to kind of be in your honor, but it kind of wasn't. So the, there was an announcement that uh, Copaco was going to be unveiling just uh, information about the, the recent power upgrades that they've done to the city. And so there was a, a large party thrown, and you were honored guests, and you were thinking the whole time that the chairman was going to get up and say how much he appreciated all your work. <laughs> no. And that just never happened. He did no. get up and speak and talked about, uh, you know, that brief outage was due to just an upgrade in how they're planning on really expanding the power to the region and possibly even spreading lights to other cities in the dark and the grand future of Copaco and he had some pretty charts and things about how, how it was going to just get, get brighter from here. It's all about a brighter future. And it was great and they did have pretty much uh, unlimited beer and you had a good time and even got to do a little uh, perform on the side. So that was that was something. But you, you never really got that big public thanks. But you did get some private private ones. Um, the chief engineer did show up and, as promised, gave you not just your per diems, but um, kind of a little, little side room deal at the augury. I said, you know, I just wanted to extend our thanks from the... From Copaco, and here's a little reward for, well, saving the company, and we're just going to keep it at that. And we're hoping look, hoping to do business with you in the future if need arises. So he slips you all uh, 500 gold and lets you know that you can... A piece. Yes, a okay. piece. Uh, 500 okay. gold a piece. Gotta say. <clears throat> yeah. Man, <laughs> and I you got to split it. I've never had this much money before. I'm going to buy so many gummy worms. And, uh, you know, that's not bad, but he also does officially give you guys the deed to the apartment. Okay. I mean, we weren't paying rent anyway, so, I mean, great. <laughs> now we have some property value here. You mm-hmm. do. And um, I actually realized I misspoke cause I, uh, last time because I was looking at the map, and I'm like, this is a four-bedroom apartment. 
I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking before because I said, "Oh, well, there's only three beds." When Dagmar had to go back to his place, there is. A, it is actually a four-bedroom apartment. Okay. So well, Dagmar, you know, you're renting your place. So you could, uh, as a now a co-owner, you guys could have a full-on sort of like friends of friends situation here. Yeah, I kind of like him to be the wacky Kramer, like the neighbor. <laughs> that that was how I really yeah. envisioned him the whole time. Well, <clears throat> subleasing in this city is terrible, so. <laughs> It'll take me a while to find somebody. <laughs> How long was your lease you signed for? You know, I honestly didn't even read the paperwork. Oh, well. <laughs> Lifetime forever. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so you've got some cash in your pocket and a, an actual place that you can really call home. And, uh, you know, more time to reflect before the next grand adventure. Well, we could turn the fourth bedroom into an art studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, I do. I do that. <laughs> Just coming back with bags and bags of art supplies. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tris, another thing you can do is you will be in charge of the posters and flyers. Make sure to paint my good side. Oh, but I'm, I'm still working on my portraiture. Are why? you sure you want me to do that? <laughs> yeah, why would you want a picture of your butt? Oh! oh. <laughs> that is uncomfortable. I saved that for the show. <laughs> Prince, again. You know that? <laughs> Are those his butt cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the ladies. And... Um, so how good of an artist are you, Tris? I mean, how you, you getting into it? I, I, yes, I am. I'm beginning to, to practice and learn and develop my own style. So do you, are you doing portraits? Or are you just doing uh, like bowls of fruit? Um, <laughs> it's, I do some still life. I am mm-hmm. working on my portraits. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am a big fan of the wildlife I can always summon animals if you'd like I to. I think that might be very helpful yeah. so that I can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or shape change, right? And you could have them pose. Yeah, I could for shape change, but yeah, I would just have. Rounds. Yeah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> just do crazy animal poses. <laughs> an hour. so. Oh, an hour. Okay. Yeah, they can yeah. They're exist yeah. for an hour. So. Nice. They can do different kind of poses. Very, you know, like. <laughs> <clears throat> you, you have the, the Renaissance, you know, photos of all of the activity going on in one painting. Mm hmm. Like the carpet merchant, and everybody has their pose, but we'll just have badgers do it. Just imagining those little spirits are like, we're getting summoned again. (laughs) They're gonna make us stand still and get painted. Uh, We we will give them food, though. They will gladly do it for art. For art. That's probably better than you know appearing to get killed. I I think (laughs) so. I'm not going to be poking them. I'm just going to be painting them. It's beautiful. All right. Well, you know, so you feel like you feel like you're settling into your new life, and uh, we do have some we do have some loose ends, and the first of which is actually following up with uh, the lead from Sila, because you guys passed her that journal yes. from the the, Kobold, the crazy Copacold. She was going to find the information <clears throat> about the, the dragon. Yeah, she was, and um, so at some point, you know, like. You know, towards the end of the week, she shows up and she's like, uh, you know, I'm assuming it's probably in the dinner hour or wherever you guys are. And she's like, hi, guys. 
I just wanted to get back to you. I know it's probably been a nice week and all, and I've been so busy with the new job. But I do have a... a it's kind of funny. Uh, like someone right down the street actually um, can, can probably help you out. Oh. Okay, who is it? Well, uh, so I, you probably... I know you've been going like all over the District 9 and looking at all the cool buildings, but there's one uh, called the Bookworms. And uh, I was talking to the, the proprietors. I, you know, I've never been in there before. Nicest people. Um, what, what's the name, Sila? What's their name? I think that's what Triss is at. Oh, oh uh, you'll talk to Rev. Okay. Yeah, I told him you'd be coming. Actually, he'll, he, thank he, you very much, Sila. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he actually has the we'll book. We'll see you later, Sila. You have Bye a now. great day, Sila. <laughs> okay. No, come in, Sila. <laughs> We're just joking. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, <laughs> he's a he's a book collector, and it, uh, I was been going around, and I showed him the book, and uh, he actually had a number of, of things about uh, this dragon topic, and I, I think he might be the closest thing to a scholar on the on the matter, at least. Oh, so you said bookworms? Bookworms. Uh, I thought you said the buckworms, and I'm like, I do not know what this is. It does not sound. Very nice. No, that would that doesn't that sounds horrible. <laughs> Maybe I was confused. <laughs> it's a parasite. Yeah, buckworms would be it. <laughs> exactly. I thought. What do they do? They treat you know they treat infectious you know diseases That's there. Right. What is this? <laughs> the buckworms. Yeah, and, and that it's that's that's, that's W Y R M S. That's what they did there. Ah, clever. Yeah, clever okay. buckworms. So anyway, whenever you have time, you should stop in and talk to them. Uh, hopefully, they can help you out. And oh, the good jo- new, your new job's good. Oh, it's it's really great, and I'm yeah. having to walk all over the place and learning a lot about uh, more, more about the power and what we do, and it's just very exciting. Pretty soon, I'll be able to boss people around too. I can't wait. Make sure you still stay active, though. You know, all that time that you were walking around, you can't just start sitting around. You, you got to keep on those feet. Oh, you know, it's, it's, I stay busy. Don't you worry. And I, I hear there's a performance coming up. Indeed. Uh, I'll, I will be there. You'll get VIP seating. Oh, I, I did have one more question, Sila. So, you know, I, I realized that, there, that we visited a couple of the bakeries in this area. I have not been able to find a tea shop. Oh. Well, I... Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, no doubt there is one. You might have to wander over to District 8. (laughs) Such inconvenience for you. It really is. I was hoping there would be one nearby, especially the art studio. But, you know. Can we just buy tea and I can bring it here and make it? No, it's a whole thing. Oh, Would I know if there was a tea shop? I'm from there. I'm from Dom. here. Is there a tea shop, Don? What's the name the, of the tea shop? Of course there's a tea shop. Yeah. Who's the proprietor? What's the name and backstory of the owner <laughs> of the tea shop? Uh, it's uh, it's called Principality. It's a, did that just come off the head? What? I have a whole thing planned. <laughs> oh. It's just completely designed. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm still talking like this. <laughs> I feel like that's going to just break out randomly now forever. Oh, great. Okay, that is good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Sila. All right. So, um, yeah, if you guys don't have any other plans, you can, if you want to go talk to uh, Rev at the Bookworms. Sure, might as well. 
we will head over there now. Excellent. All right, I actually do have a nice little map for the bookworms. It was actually, I have tons of maps. No, what? I know. When did that happen? I thought you were just using the same map over and over again. <laughs> it's one of those things, you know. I had a thought that maybe in a future game that we record video of just you guys running around on all 20. That goes along <laughs> with the uh, the audio. I don't know, that mode amused me. Maybe you know, people would actually enjoy it. <laughs> Watching the pawns move around on the map. Like, but But always have a map. So mm-hmm. there's always digital action going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it may be a fun gimmick. Okay, I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, I, I am. I'm mulling this over, and not, I'm not sure if that's actually that exciting. But <laughs> and now the pawns move five steps. <laughs> well, it'd be it'd be like watching kind of a animated version of the podcast, pawns and maps. Um, okay. If you got feedback on that, because that would be a lot of work. But and now Alar is walking back to his <laughs> chair. <laughs> yeah, we would have to, we'd have to voice over everything. <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> like we'd be sitting around a table eating, and we'd have to make eating sounds. Like, <laughs> 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 all right. Well, Alar so, is excusing himself to go to the little bard's room. <laughs> the little bard's room. I know you have all realized this because we've been together for quite some time, but uh, Tris uh, chews with her mouth open. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she wants you it. to know she's eating. I don't know. <laughs> Fangs glistening. This yes, could be absolutely. you, so right. back off. Sure tearing just the meat off and just like. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why we sit far away when you're eating. Just a little reminder that I am a predator. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, you uh, you make your way. Uh, I mean, I, when I populated this area, this like, this shop was here before, but you know, we didn't have entire episodes of you going into every building. <clears throat> so we're gonna cram some in. <laughs> we're okay. using your maps. <laughs> so you wander over into the bookworms, and uh, it's pretty easy to find because it's literally adjacent to the Lost Lady, and it's uh, yeah, it's a uh, kind of a medium-sized, single-story building. And as soon as you step in, has a has definitely a slightly musty book smell. As you see, a it's basically wall-to-wall shelves filled with books, pretty much like a library. And um, there's a little sitting room in the center, like a sitting area in the center with a couch and some chairs. And They should serve tea. Of course. Why wouldn't they serve tea? Uh, yeah, so you step in, and uh, there's a there's a pair of kobolds here, uh, male, young male and a female kobold. I like. I think that I think I got the uh, these from the same artist who did the ones. So as soon as you step in, uh, the female kobold, she's kind of wearing a nice little skirt, and looks over and she says, "Oh, welcome, welcome. I'm Zez. Welcome to the Bookworms. This is my husband Rev." And you can kind of see a blue-skinned, bespeckled kobold over there who's looking through a book on a, on a table, and he kind of peers back and says, just kind of looks, waves at you and says, Oh, come on into the shop. Sila told us that we should talk to you. Uh, he'll pause and turn. Oh, it's you. Oh, yes. She did say you'd come by. I have your book. That is good. 
Do you also have information? Well, I do, yes. Here, come have a seat. Nice to meet you. My name's Rev. And I am Alar Noestri. Be sure to come by and see our show. I think I've seen one of your posters. I drew that. (laughs) (laughs) Tickets are on sale now, so... (laughs) Oh, I moved everybody to the seating area except for Dagmar. That was nice. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Then, uh, so uh, Zez, uh, I'm Zez. Would you you guys like some tea? Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. This play for, uh, did this come from Principality? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, they have the finest. Oh, see, I learned new things. Do you have any sweets? Not with the books. What kind of animal are you? I'm a 16-year-old animal who loves sugar. (laughs) (laughs) He he is mostly animal, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which animal? What are you talking about? Uh, what so. kind of animal am I? Oh, let's go to the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so says we'll go make some tea, and uh, yeah, you gather around. There's enough uh, seating and some nice plush red chairs and a couch. And uh, he pulls out your book, and uh, actually, then he'll run back. And he had a, a small stack of books that he uh, was sitting on the table nearby. He brings those over to the center. Oh, oh, well, great to meet you. This is a really curious find you have. I understand this from the from the dialogue. This came from, like, uh, one of the wild kobolds. Yes, it did. And so I understand you have a lot of questions about what he's talking about here. Yeah, is it written in Draconic, then? Or, or common? What? Well, we, we read it. Oh, so it was the, the journal, no, the journal, yeah, the oh, journal I was Draconic. The, the book that he had. Oh. For us. Oh, well, I, I... He has our book for us. Yeah, he, oh, has, he has your book, yeah. Well, yeah, no, the books I have are in various languages. I, I do I do have one in common. Are you a big reader? Mm, pictures are more my thing. Well, um... <laughs> Awkward silence <laughs> in a bookstore. <laughs> Surely they have graphic novels here for you. Yeah. The manga sections over there in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and Zez will start bringing out to you while this is going on. Um, I mean, should we just, I guess we'll just get right into it then to see if I can answer some of your questions. The uh, the, the writer of this, um, he, he, well, we're really kind of delving into the, the the lines between what's myth and what's real and and really kind of depends on what you, uh, what you believe now. I, I, I'm not, not like a full expert on you mind this, but I don't think anybody is. This is uh, ancient history stuff. But, um, well, he really seems to be talking about this dragon, uh, Zanor the Hungry. And that's, that's what, was, what I was using to look things up. So do you, uh, I mean, do you know much about ancient, like the, um, uh, the, the dragon uprising? Have you ever heard of that? I yes, of course we heard have. of it. I do not. It is. I am not a scholar. That is why we are here. So about fifteen hundred years ago, by most reckoning, and and we say this because there was a lot of information that was lost at the time. There, uh, there were dragons that were very powerful, and they were causing a great deal of chaos in the world. And it was called the Dragon Uprising, and they seemed to be on the direction 
or maybe the manipulation of their their broodmother, who was the, like the mother of all dragons. And it really just seemed like they were intent on ravaging the world, uh, as the stories go. And there were these uh, dragon stones that were associated with these dragons that could be used to potentially control the dragons, but they were also being used for many other things, uh, from like powerful magics from ancient times, like powerful enough to, I don't know, make cities fly, that type of thing. So the uh, the dragons really got out of hand. He's kind of like flipping through, I guess. And I'm just going to give you the nutshell, but the uh, there were some elder dragons that saw that the problem that all these other dragons were causing for the world, and they ended up dealing with the problem. And that's really where the history becomes murky, because there's not a lot of details as far as what happens, is that there were the dragons, and then something made them go away. And no one knows what made them go away. No, not exactly. Or where they went, or what happened to them. Um, there's, there's a lot of speculation you know, a lot of ancient historians, uh, you know, were they, were they trapped or did the gods, you know, trap them somewhere or did some force manage to actually kill all these dragons? We, we really don't know. What but, would happen if you just took their dragon stones away? Well, that's the other mystery is the, dra- the dragon stones seem to be directly affiliated with individual dragons. But as far as like their actual nature, where the dragon stones came from, um... That is also unclear. There's, it's just, there's really just not a lot of like fine details on it. Okay, I think you misunderstand my question. So, dragon has dragon stone, yes? Um, we're not sure. That's like the, and, I, and I'm really not trying to be vague or frustrating. They, we know that these dragon stones existed, but we don't know if they were like extracted from the dragons. Or if they were... Does, does every dragon have a dragon stone? I think so. When was the last dragon seen? Or did like, the dragons dwindle or they just disappeared all at once? They, uh, they really disappeared all at once. We, we know that from what the accounts are that they're the elder dragons were seen for a while. And then uh, you know, after this big uprising. And then... The, the the last story is that their mother, the brood mother, was uh, was put to sleep somewhere. And so they don't know where though. Well, specifically, no. There's no accounts of having seen her. There's all sorts of theories, and that's actually where this book comes into play. Is because we have these these this mythology of, of all the dragons and the uprising and the mother and all that and these dragon stones, but this book doesn't deal in mythology this book deals with some facts as presented by the the writer um, he's claiming that their their um, their master is this is an actual living breathing dragon I mean he's got some specific descriptions of this the fierce red scales he has and his and this is Zaynor the hungry yes yeah that's uh, that's the other thing is that we have we have a handful of names, and um, that is, that's an actual real name that I'm, I've actually been able to find from some of the dragons, which just does seem to kind of corroborate that there is one of these ancient dragons that is not only alive, but awake, yes. and these kobolds are serving him. 
Does it reference whether Xehanort was one of the chaotic dragons or if he was one of the elder dragons? It, he seems to be uh, not an elder dragon. So whatever happened to the other dragons, he doesn't... Either he's been away or hiding and it's just now revealing himself or maybe he's been dormant or asleep. But so it doesn't, doesn't it say, didn't it say in the book something like he wants to reclaim his dragon stone to awaken? Yes. So that's, that's really what it comes down to is that he believes that his dragon stone is here, which is, is a, it's kind of wild to imagine that could be such a powerful artifact nearby. I don't know why he would yes, think that would be very strange. Are there any artist renditions of what these dragon stones may look like? Well, that is a very good question. Well, there is. And what, and, Dagmar and, can live another day. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that that was... I don't, think, was, uh, don't think you were supposed to say that out loud, Tris. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, there, there's, there's a sketch of it in here. And you you guys did see that last time. Oh. That there was a sketch of the dragon Does stone. Does it look like the... Does yeah. it? Okay, so there. Okay, well then... The person who wrote this book is no longer here on this plane. We killed him. <laughs> oh, well, I, the blood splatters were a clue, but... Oh, wow. Yeah. So the other piece of this is that this Xenor talks talks about the sleepers, which they seem to be this... Um, or the dreamers, which basically they're this is sect of these kobolds who are in service of Xehanar, but it is very clear what they're trying to do. Is that they want to awaken awaken the mother. And th- there's a description of her here, like a first-person description, which, if this is to be believed, that means these kobolds know where the mother is. Mm. Great. More crazy kobolds. And they seem pretty fanatical. I don't think they're going to give up. Okay. You stop one end time event, and now you get right into the next. Everybody's one. expecting everything from you. Well, so, technically, no one's asked us to, but oh, this is point. a chance for us to add to our story. Hmm. Think of the heroics of stopping the dragons. I mean, it sounds like a song right there. Yes, but apparently, if we if we did another heroic thing, it would just be like swept under the carpet, and somebody else would take the credit again. So I'm not even sure it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, but I think you still owe that chairman something, don't you? No one's going to be writing a ballad about the chairman. That now is, are they? That is true. That's, we should ask for more than 500 gold apiece on this one, though. Yeah. Well, the there. Pretty- yeah. <laughs> hey, so. Does it say anything about the dragon's treasure? There. Does he sleep upon a mound of gold? I know there's nothing about sleeping on a mound of gold, but I can't. I would have to imagine that a dragon of thousands of years old would probably have accumulated a great deal of wealth. I mean, they, from what we know from the stories, they're immortal and unkillable. Does it reference the location of the brute mother? Well, it says under the mountain, or across, they, they came from under their mountain and across the sea, and that would mean, I mean, that could mean any number of things, but most likely that's literal, that they, they came here by boat. Across the lake? Wait, 
Who came by boat? These the, kobolds. The kobolds. I thought you were trying to say the dragons came by boat. I'm like, why so the you said the broodmother, though, not being alive or just somehow is just a theory. There's no proof of her well, in, dying or... In, well, it's a first-hand account in the diary. Right. From a from a, a crazy, you know, the, what is what is the word I'm looking for? Well, fanatic. Fanatic from a crazy fanatical kobold. I don't know. But if there's a chance it could be true, uh-huh. might yeah. be something to look well, at anyway. The. The other end of the sea does go under the mountains in Ashmore that separate Ashmore from Drummondor. So, under the, across the sea and under the mountains, I mean, that is a location. It's still not exactly a map. Of Where can we charter a boat, Rev? Um, well, you have to go to the docks for that. I That's beyond my specialty. A boat? Let's just all swim. Uh, okay, man who can turn into a dolphin. Man who can also turn others into a dolphin. No, thank you. I would prefer the boat. Wow. It, it, it is hundreds of miles. Yeah. Oh. You can turn <laughs> us into dolphins yeah, now? Polymorph. Oh. Turn into a giant <laughs> eagle if you want. Oh. Yeah. I'm not going to be letting you mess with perfection. Of course not. <laughs> How do I know funny. I'll turn back? Exactly as I'm supposed yes, to. Yes, because it would be funny if he came back with a big beak, <laughs> and then he had to sing with the big beak, and it would just <laughs> be squawking, and yeah. it'd be very funny. That is precisely <laughs> <laughs> the nightmare scenario. He'd have a tail, like feather tail, and when he got excited, it poof, poof up. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm True. not liking <laughs> this idea at all, Brokos. It was just a hypothetical. <clears throat> Tris, uh, <laughs> as a commissioned work, can you make one of those posters with the dolphin beam? <laughs> yes, I think I've got it. I will pay gold. Yes. Mm. The new bad the birds are in town. Well, so that's, I don't know if that answers all of your questions. It, uh, it really does, again, the, the facts or the details in here really do line up with what we largely take to be myth, which is pretty disturbing. Do have you pulled the books that you referenced for this? Could we borrow those or buy them from you? I, I think that they are a store in the library. Oh well, then I will purchase those books. Everything you have on this. Oh, of course, um, I will definitely uh, wrap those up for you. Um, it's five hundred gold. <laughs> 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 if this is real and there really is a dragon out there alive. Um, from what I understand, that uh, the only way to kill a dragon is with a dragon stone. So that could be a hurdle. Yeah, a small obstacle. Yeah. One would think. How much well, w- would one pay for a book written by a very famous bard, illustrated by a very famous artist for the story after we're done? I'm asking the shopkeeper. Clearly that is priceless. Yes. I Probably at least 10 gold. <laughs> Wait, per book? <laughs> per page? Yes, or per what? book. <laughs> I guess it depends on how famous they are. Oh, I see. You're not a publisher. Well, no. Although we do, um, I mean, we do copy books. Yeah. You have some fan fictions you write in the back? 
Well, they're not ready for the public yet, but I, I'm working on one. It's all idealized. <laughs> how, how much for the books? Um, wow, these... You can uh, there's these these three books you can take for uh, for fifty gold. It sounds like like a All couple right. tickets to the show, right? I mean, we can barter here. How about your tickets for the show? I don't, but they're not gonna be like good seats. Expensive. I took oh. care of it. I just bought them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would actually like to ask if he has any nice art books that I can purchase. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. He would have some art books. He's got a pretty good collection of books. So he can. Uh, show you through and you can look and find uh, find something that would help you out. You have books about animals <laughs> and illustrations of them. <laughs> yeah, but now you're going to be turning into these artistically, you know. That's true. <laughs> yeah. All your animal forms are going to be... Or I could turn others into this artistical, you yeah. know, Is impressionism. <laughs> the Picasso. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you've never actually seen an elephant before, you know how? <laughs> you don't have square ears? <laughs> oh, that, that actually really needs to be a thing. You look like you're, you came off Greek pottery yeah. or something I was like more that. like a Picasso kind of, you know, like a... It's, as long as you believe, right? Then. That's right. There you go. So how much, is, how much are my art books I need to pay? Um, 25 gold. This is very expensive bookshop. Mm, books yeah, are expensive. Do you know how long it takes to write these? Are you seriously saying that there is not magical means of creating books at this point, or um, even even some kind of mechanical reproduction? This is not. We are not in just hand reproduction. You know, it's not a bunch of monks somewhere. We have a city with magic streetlights. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think. come on, man. But paper's expensive. <clears throat> There's no Gutenberg press around here. This is ridiculous. I was going to give you a good review, but now, no. Oh, wow. Oh, he looks crestfallen. This is awkward. Yeah, yeah. I'm I don't busy. actually say that paid, one out loud. You just paid for the books. <laughs> I just paid for the books and put them away. Now I'm like, it's, we're all awkwardly you know, Some people would call room. that the old Karen move. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't actually say that. I'm directing this more at our... our um, illustrious oh, DM who the is creature of the price who is like throwing the, like oh they have money now let me just take it away from them yeah. well we actually go look at book prices in the in the book they're kind of silly so that's those are probably fair prices there's probably a books are us around here that sells mass quantities right it's big fine. box I, bookstore I paid yeah. it I'm just a little I have a little sticker shock support your local bookshop <laughs> <laughs> and then I have mm, okay I'm like, you're on your map, you have the, the library. And is there actually going to be a library where people can check out books if books are that rare and expensive? Oh, man. So it's actually not a library, though. Oh, what is it? It's just called that. What is it? It's an estate. Oh, I see. That was its own hook. Privately owned books. Well, I mean, he does have books, but... Oh, the library is not even the library, even close to being a library. It's just, they decided that was a fancy name for their estate. Yeah. Yeah. Get the hipsters in. Yeah, he's got like two Superman comic books (laughs) in the whole place. They're even good. (laughs) Not even the one and two. It's like (laughs) 958. That's owned by Nicholas Blakely. He's a wealthy... uh, He... uh, was at the Lost Lady when we had our performance. 
Wow, that's quite a wow, memory. Yeah, seriously, yes. man, that's really good memory. I don't remember why, or I don't, I, I don't know why that struck me, but I remember mm-hmm. he introduced himself when we had our first performance at the Lost Lady. Oh, oh the DMs we were, thinking, oh, you said and we were supposed to. <laughs> We were like supposed to talk to him, oh, and then, yeah. and then adventure happened. Oh <laughs> wow, that's quite the memory. Yeah, I I know that there are people there, but he was interested in being a patron, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was gonna back oh. us. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay, actually, so I I appreciate the hook, but you're actually thinking of Tanner Williams. Oh well, I was close. You were, you were. I knew it was two named guy. So hey, he had a first navy and a last right. name. Maybe we well, get this guy to back us, though, you know? Yeah. So I don't remember if it actually came up in dialogue. I, I had intended, because there was a lot going on here, but he owned, like, Nicholas Blakely is the owner of the Sortilage and the, uh, the Augury. He owns both yeah, of those tenements. that's what his name So that's, I, I think okay. the name came up. So he's kind of yeah. a wealthy recluse. He owns a bunch of the properties in the You write area. the check, rent check out to him. That's where your name comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I've is. always got to put his name down. I forget about that. That, so yeah, I, either that or I might have given that into your backstory. I really don't remember now. So who's going to read these books in great detail and just go do the cliff notes for the rest of us? Uh, I, I mean, we're going to have a long boat ride, so I can do it. Although, I don't know if you guys want that. It seems like it has been decided that I have not agreed to anything yet, yet, as of yet. I would like to have a performance and other things. Certainly. And don't you need to get the revenge? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Do you have any books on revenge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we were talking about. So, you, having acquired some books and some information, you take your leave from the bookworms. Thank you. The team is great. Uh, you're welcome. Come by any time. We'll spend more of our money. Isn't that what it's for? Uh, so, uh... <laughs> I think Triss is a hoarder. Yeah, is like a money mess. hoarder. She's <laughs> like, no, I don't want to spend this money. Just tucked oh. underneath the mattress or inside the mattress. You just stuff it in there. And Why would we go gold? out to eat, guys, when we could eat at home? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like going to the tavern. Just buy liquor and bring it back here. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys are, um, are you, are you, are you are we good on this topic? You feel like you kind of know a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna have to noodle on it a little more. Yeah. Certainly put it into perspective. And well, then we're gonna pass a few days into Act Two of this story. And speaking of revenge, Excellent. so Dagmar, you get the information you you've been trying to find out. I mean, you, you obviously you you know who the person is and and his general whereabouts, but finding out. The when and where, basically. And you think you have that. So, did you got the information I sent you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I don't know if you want to call like a little special meeting. In the... Yeah, once I get it, uh, the information, I imagine I'd be in my apartment or something. Because um, they wouldn't bring it to me when I'm like them. Um, I would like to kind of excitedly go over to the apartment and call everybody to attention. We lock our door, right? I just picked a lock. <laughs> that would be even funnier, actually. Yeah. Instead of the Kramer slide in, you got to wait to lock and then back up and then open it up and slide. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so you get uh, they're calling it a red card, and it's a, basically it's a, just a, a little red card with a seal on it. Of the the rings, that's the ringsters is what they're the brigands are called. So mm-hmm. you have that. 
So you, yeah, show up again to talk to these three, and so I got it. I got what I was waiting for, and I hate to do this, but I think I might need your help. So I've been kind of cagey about this, but uh, I, I think I owe it to you guys to tell you the full story. Uh, the person who killed my friend, his name is Morgoth Skullcrusher. He's the leader of the the Gladiator Guild. And Yuri and I, we were street urchins and uh, kind of were up and coming and we didn't have our place. And we both had this grand idea of joining the Justicars, which are like the city guards. But uh, we needed to do something for him first. And the Justicars wanted us to steal information from Morgoth about his slave trade. He's uh, somehow connected to Vandergand. Uh, Vandergand? <laughs> Vandergaard? I can Vandergan. never... What is it? Vandergand. Apparently you had to be there. Yeah. I, <laughs> man, I see that You're word, like, oh, and thanks. it is just not coming out of my mouth right. So... Apparently, yeah, they had a connection, and they were getting slaves from the Gladi- the Gladiators Guild up there. And uh, the Justicars wanted to bring them down, but they needed the information. Yuri and I got caught, and I got out, and Yuri didn't. So I'd like to settle this, um, but it's, it's you know, this isn't the, the Book Readers Guild. This is the Gladiators Guild, and... It might be more than I can chew. So I really would like your help. I've got a meeting with him um, to talk about some lie I made up about the the chairman. And we're having dirt on the chairman. He's always vying for power, Morgoth. Uh, but he has his dinners alone. Or as alone as he gets, probably just a few guards. I haven't decided if I want if I want him dead or not. But I can't promise you that I won't kill him. He's um, he's here in Vandergan. He's here. This is the the Gladiators Guild down oh, in Knockabout. Okay. But he's been doing uh, slave business, and uh, I don't care for slavers. Both my parents were slaves, so. So, just what are the larger ramifications of killing the leader of the Gladiators Guild? Like, do we get the marks on us, and then we'll be pursued throughout the city, and do we art that make art doing very bad? I think if we find the information that the Justicars want, we're not gonna we're not gonna have any targets on our back, because the Justicars will keep us safe. Mm, I do not trust mm. that. But mm. plus, uh, people under Morgoth are gonna be more interested taking his empty seat of power than they are gonna be of getting revenge for him. Is he not well liked? He's, I mean, he's the leader of a gladiator guild. He's aggressive. And uh, impulsive. He's a jerk. He wouldn't make a great boss. So the only people that might be get come out of us are his true loyal compatriots. I imagine they'll be the ones with him. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be the ones who want to kill us if we kill him. Is so, there anybody in the? I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Is there anybody in the Gladiator Guild that we could use who would want his seat? No, no, I thought I had a contact with them, but it turned out that that wasn't very solid, so that's what got me caught in the first place. I think this is going to be the best way in is through this legitimate invitation that we have. Part of me wonders if we should just like do away with the whole guild. 
Um, We've dealt with such toughs before. Maybe, maybe, Alar, you could make them see reason after we kill their boss. I don't know if it's within your power. Thrys just sneers at that. We're talking about, like, we're talking about slavers. That's true. I would just be content to see them all gone. Hmm. But I've kind of got a reputation for being content to seeing people go, so I wanted to bring it up to you guys. So the slave, the slaving, the slavers, this trade exists here? Yeah. About. That's why the Justicars wanted the information so they could get it to stop. The so Justicars, are they more politically aligned? Well, they're the city guard, so they do as Copico yeah. says. Okay. And without proof, I mean, the rival guilds, it's... So Copico would be in support of this just in a clandestine way? Yeah, I would think so. They, they want it to stop just as bad as... I mean, such a despicable practice. Hmm. So it sounds like we'd have more support than not. I, I would suspect so. I mean, it's been a, a few weeks now since we've done any killing. I guess it's time. Well, I really appreciate it. <laughs> the blades have dried up and love. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so you have an invite to a private dinner at the arena. Okay. Okay. So if you guys are ready. Are, you plus, are we your plus three? Yeah, you guys <laughs> are my plus three. Don't mind them. They look like they're going to here to kill you, but they're not. They're just friends. <laughs> Roommates. <laughs> yeah, so I never look threatening. They just drove me here. <laughs> the levitation does really calm people's nerves. Does it? I think so. I think it does. I think he's got like this smirk on his face when he does it. Yep. You know, chest out, chin mm-hmm. up, strumming, yep. mandolin, absolutely, okay. like oh, an open tunic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he, there's a gold yeah. chain somewhere <laughs> around his yep. neck. <laughs> Maybe a pierced ear. <clears throat> Envision like Alar in like twenty years is gonna be like meatloaf. Oh. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yelp. That might be accurate. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, so he's got dinner invitations for like tomorrow night, which gives you your last minute opportunities to gear up whatever it is you're gonna bring. The arena sits on the southwest side of town, uh, you know, well within the Gladiator District. Uh, kind of near the, the port over there, and it's basically it's it sits alone. It's got a, like a, actually some few a few smaller buildings that are just like adjacent to it for uh, some of the staff, and then a lot of the gladiators actually just like li- live in tents pitched up around the arena. So it's a it's a one way in sort of situation, and uh, th- there's big ar- there's big arena events like monthly, and then they'll have smaller things, you know, like usually every week or so. But it's not a constant stream. There's other 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 non-gladiatorial type events that will happen there. But this is a quiet night, and there is nothing scheduled. So Dagmar's information is that um, he basically has a private dinner at the, in the arena itself. So I did not. I guess I did not understand this about Knockabout that that, that there was this apparently thriving slave trade yeah, yeah we haven't yeah. really heard about that well so as it's presented is not it's not publicly known like because slaves come slaves have escaped here through like this underground railroad from Vadragam. yeah that's what i thought yeah. right and and so it is actually purportedly that, that this is a free city 
what they believe is that the gladiators here have some sort of tie with the gladiators in Vatergan, or former gladiators, and had their own little connection where they were bringing people down uh, to, to basically put into the pits. But it wasn't, again, it was like this was not well known, which is why they wanted to find out if this was really true or how it was happening and to basically end this practice. Oh. Yes, I do not like this. I, I, I thought we had stepped up from the debauchery of Vadrigan, and yet here we are. There's always corruption everywhere, no matter where you go. Yes, but I thought the, the corruption here was like limited to Copaco. Oh. I thought there was a different form of corruption. I am surprised that Copaco hadn't put like a lid on this. Like, I mean, cut their power. Yeah. Well, again, they couldn't prove it. Maybe there's someone inside Copaco. Layers upon layers. We already know that Chairman is not the best. We think he's possibly working for Gladiators Guild. Kickbacks. Yeah. Gotta follow the money. That's right. So, once you've made your preparations, you make your way. We're wearing dress clothes. Like our best clothes. I shouldn't say dress clothes. Mm-hmm. I'm just Well, you my... always are. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fancy. <laughs> I'm just wearing my normal stuff. All right, do you make your way through the city streets? T-shirt, sweatpants, pretty much. Gray sweatpants. Yeah, gray sweatpants. Black tie only. Yeah, with a tie. <laughs> Clip on. <laughs> or like one of the, the T-shirts with the tux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, to the southwest section of the city where you see the, the huge monolith that is the arena. It's, I mean, it is individually the largest structure in the city. Um, and... As described, because it's like a basically a large open area all the way around it that is, you know, it has a, like scattering of tents and uh, some small structures. But you basically the road leads up to the main gates. I mean, there's actually a couple entrances, but this is the one uh, that you're directed to go to. So you just stroll up to the large gates of the arena. There's a, a huge set of uh, wooden doors there, and there's orc guards on either side as you approach. Oh. And the whole place is, you know, considering this is like a stadium, is, you know, obviously just eerily quiet. The the guards, they're I mean, dressed in the gladiator, uh, you know, garb with their short swords and you sure this is red bands. I'll uh, bring out my invitation. Say, we're here to see the skull crusher. He looks you up and down, kind of scowls a bit and takes it, eyes it closely feels the seal, hands it to the other one. He does the same. <clears throat> All right. You can go in. It's questionable customer service. All right. So we'll all come in. Yeah, this doesn't feel welcoming at all. Yeah. Like, hey, guys. Sketchy. Nice to see yeah. you. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, thanks for coming <laughs> Enjoy to Enjoy your night. <laughs> yeah. go oh, with, we go forgot some, to bring a bottle of wine. Go with some protocol with these guards. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we forgot the wine. Yeah. Or yeah. I brought it. Okay. Oh, good, good, good. All right. So you uh you step through the uh the large gate going through an access tunnel into the arena itself. The arena is quite large. I mean it's um let me get this revealed for you here. The base of the uh the arena floor is like three hundred feet by hundred and twenty five feet. Wow. Like it's it's this is a, this is a big arena with like three tiers of seating. 
And I'm just going to do the big reveal. Think here. of all the bears it could fit. Oh, oh so I'm already bears. thinking about all the bears that mm-hmm. can fit. So there's quite a bit of like fire and stuff. Is it kind of because it is night? Is it dark or is it dim? Is it bright? Uh, um, I mean, it is. It's pretty. Like the center of the arena is no, it's not dark. They they have there's a lot of like magical fire lights mm-hmm. that illuminate it. I mean, these are pretty bright. So you can see fine. I mean, the idea is that, you know, this is the fans need to be able to see the action. So it's it's obviously not like being outdoors. So there are fans here? Well, that's the thing. So as you go walking in, you see a number of things. Did um, someone say trap? Uh-huh. In the center of the arena is, you know, a medium-sized banquet table set out on a rug. It's It's really oddly... Place. It's like it's just sitting out there and there's some chairs sitting around and there's a hulking orc sitting at the, the end of the table alone. Uh, looks like he's eating and there's a, an orc attendant nearby. Across uh, opposite from where you're, com- where you're coming in at, there are some fans. Uh, it's hard to make them out. It's probably maybe like 30 people, a mixture of humans and orcs, as if they're just silently watching Morgan Skull, Skull Crusher eat dinner. You kind of really imagine why they're here. And the only other figure you see in this entire arena, there's a um, there's a charioteer who, as you kind of came in, was sort of circling around and just quietly driving this chariot. You can see there's an armored orc driving this chariot. And pulling the chariot is a huge black steel bull like almost mechanical looking bull Mm. and when you guys come striding in it wheels about and then stops and you see the the charioteer sitting there holding a large lance but other than that you can't really make out any details so you i mean do you stride into the arena uh i will we make our way to the table and um in the kind of meantime i would produce that bottle of wine I would, I, li- I would like to see if i like how many guards are surrounding are there guards like around the whole coliseum or is this just what was in the entrance the fans and the charioteer that's it that's it so you you yeah so you start walking i will hang back a little bit all right you oh, start walking yeah. towards him and uh morgoth will stand up and look look in your direction as you're kind of walking towards him I will uh, spread my arms and say, thank you for your hospitality. Welcome to the arena. I was wondering if I was going to recognize who had requested my audience. He's kind of looking, he just seems to be scrutinizing your face, Dagmar, trying to figure out who you are. I'm no one of consequence. That very well may be, but I never forget a face. Where, ah, took me a bit. Didn't we leave you for dead? I believe so. Huh. I recall you were nothing more than a piece of gutter trash trying to steal from me. Not steal. Find your secrets, it's different. That is a fine distinction. I haven't had the pleasure. My name is Alar Noestri. You may have heard of me. I can't say that I have. I'm fighting, Mart. Your loss. 
So what brings you here tonight, gutter trash? Coming for some cold dish? No, just information. <laughs> he just... <laughs> you hear some like light chuckles, like uncomfortable chuckles from up in the crowd. Sure. He like jokes. Was that a joke that I didn't understand? Like an inside joke? Well, the information I want is for you to tell me how your slave trade works so I can take it to the Justicars, and I might let you live if you decide to to do that. Well, that's bold. Yeah, yeah. well, I... see, he brings three people, and then it gets all bold. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's the direct approach. Okay. Well, right. hey, there it hey, is. There's nothing. Ripping the Band-Aid off. Yeah. <laughs> no, my guy's been waiting for this. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of nice. We don't have to do this whole, like, yeah, you know, tell them what you want, right? Yeah. No song and dance. So as Dagmar is talking, like, you know, writing checks that is, <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you you hear the big doors, the exit doors uh, closing behind uh-huh. you, by the way. Yep. All right. Well, I is there, did anybody else come in behind us? No. Okay. Then I'm moving over. Yeah. I'm so, getting it. Yeah. So Triss moved like like to the left about 30 feet away from Brokos. Uh, of course, I have no idea what it is you're talking about. I'm going to levitate up and just keep levitating up. <laughs> this is open air stadium. It is open air. Yeah. Yep. And that's the last we ever saw of Alar. <laughs> He's like, I bet I could get to the ceiling. Yeah, let's see where the ceiling of this can be. If I can do a giant eagle, you jump on my back and we're gone. That's okay. No, that's okay. I feel a little bad about that. Well, uh, no, we wouldn't do that to you. We do step away from you though. Slightly. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Like, I'll keep approaching. Slowly walking away. Yeah. So if they if they hang back, I'll I'll keep approaching. Okay. No, I'll approach with you, man. I am keeping my eye uh, eye on this. Uh, I would sure like to get to like the side more so to the side of the table, this table, and kind of keep an eye on this chariot. All right. Well, that's unfortunate, Morgoth. I I wanted to do this the easy way. The easy way? What's the easy way? You, you to tell me about your slave trade. That's the easy way. I got priests that can talk to dead men. So we're going to get our answers one way or another. There it is. Nice. Okay. So I'd like to try to intimidate him at my plus zero intimidation. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the nose. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going <laughs> to sound like. A four. Ooh. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He's in his arena. You know, I could see how that would fall flat. One thing I always like to do is to take care of unfinished business. Apparently, we messed up by leaving you for dead and not leaving you dead. Can we at least have dinner first? Um, I have a question about the lighting situation here. It's going to be a tactically <laughs> important question here in a minute. Okay. Um, so you said, uh, obviously it's night and I see that they've got magical fires here. Is there any dim light in this area? Like, is the center kind of dim? Is it dim under the table? That kind of stuff. <laughs> under uh, the table. I, I just, I just would have to know because I, I got it up. An ability that is really keyed off of that. Okay. Like the mechanical descriptor of dim. Yep. Um, looking at how the map is kind of drawn, I would think that maybe like at the very edges, 
so these like the side the arena walls are 15 feet tall and then you know you've got these three tiers of stairs that go up and so these big magical lights are basically sitting in, in like in front of or mounted like on the sides there so maybe they're designed to illuminate outwards mm-hmm. so maybe right by the walls themselves yeah, i don't okay. think so and then I mean, mm-hmm. maybe right under the table, but it's, I mean, it's just a simple wooden table. There's nothing. Alar's always saying that I live in his shadow, so maybe that would be. Uh, I don't it, I it cast a big shadow. <laughs> it didn't specifically <laughs> say behind shadow. Me, yeah, just behind me. Well, it'd be dim light, though, wouldn't it? Shadow? Uh, I guess. So here's what's going to happen, gutter trash. I'm going to cut you open. I would like to use a bonus action and uh, disappear. <laughs> And come out of dim light right behind him, and I would like to use my movement to go and attack him. Oh, you didn't tell us about that part. I'm done talking. (laughs) Okay, well, I was promised dinner. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, if somebody brought a bottle of wine, we didn't didn't get to really specifically say that we're here for dinner. Why did you bring the wine? Ah, I'll get to that. Okay, smash on the table. No one calls me gutter trash. That's what yeah. did it. I'm yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah, the gutter trash got me. I guess let's start with the little thing we uh, we call initiative. Then, well, wouldn't that be surprise? Well, yeah, but you're you're, you're initiating things. Uh, that's true. You're initiating things. <laughs> that's true. Things the under, have been initiated. The understatement of this. Fifteen for me. Uh, fifteen for me as well. Okay, we just got a lot of fifteens because that is bizarre. I got okay. a sixteen. Yeah, look at me. You mock me one more time. And I don't know what I'll do, but <laughs> I'll play an offbeat on one of the songs. Oh, <laughs> he was flat. <laughs> well, I have a 16 dex. Oh, you got a 16 too? Oh. Dex. My dex. I'm talking with these two. Okay. Oh, I have We 18. know you're going first, Brokos. You have what? I have 18. That's what I figured. I, I have 18. You have an 18 dex? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. You are yeah, a dex fighter. Based. Mm-hmm. I, I, will, I will defer to Dagmar since this is his yeah, yeah. cluster. <laughs> this is a carefully planned... That, that was your plan. Yeah. yeah. That was that your was plan? My plan? My plan was to start a fight. So, so your plan far, was tell me everything I need so I can have you arrested or I kill you. Those are the two choices you gave the dude. I didn't say it was a good plan. Okay. I just said it was a plan. Okay. Hmm. I thought monks had wisdom. I do, but not in regards to this. Okay. This is a very highly personal event. Okay. And let's be honest, we were going to fight him anyway. Well, so. I know. I know, but you know, I always liked like the option to to, you know, negotiate. Sometimes talking works. Okay. Then we're going to I sure. Well, I'll give you a I will give you a surprise round Dagmar since you know, obviously they're expecting trouble, but they didn't expect him to blink through, you know. Yeah. So you you blink under the table, and then what? You're usually gonna. Well, I um, blinked behind him and then ran up to him. I have the movement basically. Get is is this him here? Uh, no, actually, that's his attendant here. Oh, where is he at? He's on the left. Yeah, oh, he's okay. at the table. I mean, I can get to him with my movement anyway, so I would be. Yeah, just right here is fine. There? Yeah, that works. Okay. And then uh, I would attack him. Okay, then uh, you do that. So you uh, you blink behind, roll around him, and take your shot. 
And so I have advantage on any target that I attack after I blink. There you go. Behind him. Nice. All right. Uh, so that is a 25 or a ooh, 19. That would have been so sweet if I would have critical hit. Uh, or 28 to hit. Hmm. All right. Does that hit? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this will be the first one. So this will have my sneak attack on it. So low. Uh, so that's five, six plus five is eleven damage. All right. And then I would uh, attack again. Okay. And this one won't be at advantage because it only works for the first attack. All right. So this is a twenty-two to hit. That's a hit. Okay. And I would do that one's nine damage. And then I would like him to make a saving throw a constitution saving throw all right that's a fifth well uh what is that 14 okay he is gonna be stunned until the end of my next turn wow okay he's actually going yeah he's actually going to use his power uh he's got a one what is that called indomitable reroll one filled saving throw per long rest all right, then that is actually going to be a 16. Okay, so he makes it. Okay. Check that out. Whew. All right. Can't use that anymore. Hey, he got that. <laughs> took care of that real quick. All right, then that's your opening blow. Yeah, that, that is my my uh, surprise shot. All right, well, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he before he even react, his, the ally on the... Uh, the chariot, you just hear a crack of a whip, and it charges. So let's see how far that is here. Who is it charging? That is actually a good question. I mean, we're technically not threatening anybody. We're just standing there. That's fine. All right. Well, I can get there. So the chariot is going to basically gallop, and you start hearing this this thunder as this bolt this you know, iron or steel bowl or whatever it is comes running through and it is going to do a dash action between Dagmar and Brokos. And I think I can get there. And as it dashes by, the Lancer is going to lance at Dagmar. Okay. Oh, that is probably not going to hit you. All right. And of course, I rolled a two. A two does not hit me. Well, I mean, I rolled a two, but yeah. And even with the modifiers, I know that that does not hit you. Okay. As amazing as they are. But as the uh, chariot thunders by, at the top of the round, we have Morgoth Skullcrusher, who spins on you. And this might hurt a little bit, because he uh, quick draws a um, pair of weapons, and he just, the, the wicked grin on his face is probably the last thing you're going to see as he comes at you with a battle axe and a mace. Okay. All right. Um, first strike with the battle axe is going to be 14. It does not hit. All right. Second strike with the battle axe is going to be a 25. Just gets me. Just gets you. All right. That is going to be 10 damage. Okay. Third strike with the battle axe. 
Um, that is going to be a 27. That hits. Yeah. Oh, of course that hits. Of course <laughs> it hits, yeah. <laughs> Who would that not hit? <laughs> and that is, that is actually a critical because he has improved critical. So it does crit on okay. a 19. Oh, ouch. Yeah, so um, that is actually going to be 11 damage. Not terrible. Okay. All right. That was, what did I say? That was the third attack. attack. That was the third attack. All right. Then he is going to do his offhand attack with the mace. Uh, That will be an 18. That hits. For seven damage. And he's actually going to, since... He's, he, he wants to end this quickly. He's just going to put you down. So he will also use his... Because it's not a bonus action to use your action, action surge, right? It's just you can use that once per short rest. I think it... It's a, I think it just says you can take one additional action. Action surge oh, is yeah, special. Yeah. It's yeah. a special. Yeah, it doesn't Yeah, it doesn't use an action. It's, it's okay. So if you do action surge, do you get... You just basically get your attack How action. How many attacks does he have? He has three. No, so, including the bonus action? No. Then he gets three attacks. Yeah, he gets three attacks. He gets right. another action. He just doesn't get an extra bonus action. Or reaction. Okay. Yep. All right. So he will use his action or surge, movement. basically, to get three more attacks on you. Sweet. Ouch. He's a baddie. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> tough. Uh, that's a 14. That misses. Oh, this is not, not uh, 20. That hits. We don't know him. We, <laughs> for <laughs> 10 damage. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a 16. Uh, 16 does not hit. Does not hit. Ah, well, that's too bad. I was really hoping to get a natty 20. I was kind of hoping you didn't. <laughs> so he spins on you, and you just, like, blades and, that like, that axe and mace are flying like mad all around you. And, uh, yeah, he, he cuts you up a bit. Hey, that's okay. He's, we used two of his once powers. Did. All the He went time. with the big opening. Yep. All right. Then we are at Brokos' turn. You're pretty bad up, huh? I'm, I'm just watching you get slayed. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I don't feel good. <laughs> um, I'm going to... Uh, he's 30 feet, right? I'm going to cast Aura Vitality on me. So anybody within a 30-foot radius, one person... Um, I can use a bonus action to cause one creature in this aura, my 30 foot, to get regain 2d6 hit points. Nice. Ooh, very nice. So I'll cast that on myself. It's a 30 foot range. All right. And he's at 25 feet from you. Yep. So then uh, 2d6. I'll use my bonus action then to, I'll like get closer to him, move towards him a little bit, like okay. behind the. Uh, how, like how close? Um, Just so I'm behind him. Maybe one one step back. So I'm behind him. So he can't lands me like that no not right behind him like right here okay uh, there you go that's perfect. yeah all right so well Broco's... is he still in my range like could it be like one right next to the turn order i'm sorry like here you can't perfect thank you all right so brokus moves up he's 10 feet from dagmar mm-hmm. and 10 feet from the charioteer the back of the charioteer you can just roll your own i'm guessing right what is it 2d6 2d6 yep all right is that is that your turn yep all right, then, Triss. So, I mean, you saw what's happening. Brokus has run up. Alar's how high up are you, Alar? Oh, I'm actually not levitating at this point. Oh, I thought you really did. Okay. No, I didn't. So, Alar is looking down the front of a uh, <laughs> giant steel bull, black steel. You see green, like, smoke sort of spouting out of its nostrils. And uh, this 
steel grimace of a helm from this charioteer and <laughs> looks bad. What are you going to do? It's not my turn. No, it's, it is not your turn. It's, it's Tris' turn. It's, Sorry. Yes, it's my turn. Yeah. I'm going to, well, I did. I, I thought I would have more time to approach, but I did not. But we always think there's more time. I think I can get there. Does that look right? It does now. Okay. And then um, I'm going to um, blame. So Triss goes charging up. She's off. She's 10 feet from Brokos. I think it's funny that Triss is frustrated now with a companion who charges into battle and doesn't give the rest of us time to do something. That's he didn't kind even of annoying it, when yeah. that happens. Oh, so didn't that, even get his, his little that's monologue rich. off. Yeah, right? <laughs> Yep. No, I took his monologue. That's why he's mad at me. Yeah. It's because I stopped his monologue. <laughs> also, I had old things. Also something Tris likes to do. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, which, who are you blasting? Uh, I'm going to blast uh, the, the main guy. All right. Um, whatever his name is. All right. Do it. That does a 13 hit. It does not. Well, now I'm sad. Sorry. So, you send a ball of flame right by Brokos, right by Dagmar, and uh, just over Morgoth Skullcrusher's head. His attendant shrieks, being nearly missed, and starts running away. Oh, good. That's what I meant to do. Scare her off. Okay. Well, then it is actually now somebody else's turn. Um, all of you hear an, another set of bipedal, thunderous footsteps as a hidden creature. Are they at 15 as well? Uh, they are. That is a good point. They are at 15. Um, with a... Plus one, so so I get to go before them. Well, and and, would, and Dagmar has not gone to. Yeah, he had his surprise round, and now he gets to go. Yeah. All right, I will move it hiddenly below. Hiddenly. They stopped. It stopped. That sound stopped. <laughs> it must have been nothing. Yes. <laughs> Wait, let him go first. Let him go first. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Dagmar. Then, so Dagmar soon. Oh. Well, actually, yeah, Dagmar probably should have gone before Triss, but... Time to use some key yes. points, dude. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to... Well, I'm, I'm going to attack him, so... What? Yeah, let's do that. I admire, admire your spirit. Uh, that is a 24 uh, to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Okay. Hey, when did the attendant move off? Just when I was Just now when I did my fireball. Yeah, she screamed and ran with the fireball. That's 11 damage, and then I would like to attack again. All right. Because I don't have any sneak attack. Um, ooh, that one's only going to be 12, or no, 13 to hit. That does not hit. Okay. And then I would like to use uh, if he could make another constitution saving throw. Mm. Stunning blow is just really... Yeah. Well, if, if it happens, it well, I mean, really but it's, it happens. It's so powerful. Uh, that will be a seventeen. That makes it. And then I would like to use another key point as my bonus action to do uh, dodge, so it, it forces disadvantage on all attacks against me. Oh, okay. It's another nice. good one. <laughs> and that would be my turn. All right, then. Now it is Alar's turn. Okay. Um, first, as my bonus action, I'm going to strum my middle in and give a D8 inspiration die to Dagmar. Um, and then I've got a new spell, which in the Ooh. 
and the book is called Synaptic Static, but I'm going to rename it Earworm. Oh. Um, so I'm going to cast it. Let's see if I can draw a circle here. So anyway, but I'm going to cast it so that I can get both of them in the range. Um, so you're trying to get uh, Oghash, the Charioteer, and Morgoth. Basically. Both of them, yeah. Okay. Okay. So then they both need to make an intelligent save. Ooh. Well, that's an unusual save. Yeah, that is a weird one. All right. Morgoth rolls an 18. Nice. Jerk. And Oghash rolled an 18 on, 18 on the die. You're rolling too 18 high. On the you die. Try a different 18? Dice. Yeah. They both got 18. They both got 18. Well, that's very annoying. Okay. Was it DC 17 or something? Yeah. Yeah. And mm. I roll a lot of low die. This is great. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 15, 18. So nine points each. Uh, what type of damage? Uh, psychic. Okay. Instant death damage. I don't know. That's different. Nine lives. They lose them all. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good spell. Some people say it's a little OP, but, you know. That's why I took it twice. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring the pawn of just the, this is not a new new enemy, just so you know. But I'm just going to do the damage over here. Because uh, I imagine I need to track multiple damages. All right. So she's just going to chill out over here. Is she in range? Well, this is this is the charioteer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just... Uh, because I figured you could possibly attack the bull or the chariot or whatever. Well, is the bull susceptible to psychic damage? Uh, that is a great question. Uh, let's see. Because it needs to make an intelligence save then. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's an actual creature. Oh, okay. Then. Um, condition immunity. I don't see anything about being immune to psychic. So. Does it have an intelligence score of two? It does. Okay, so it's immune. Oh, okay. It's so stupid. It's, it's so stupid it can't appreciate <laughs> can't my ap- earworm. The, the can't subtlety like a lot of, of fans, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, well, then it is time for the hidden creature. It's required taste kind of music, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so, Alar, you hear this thundering. Wait, wait, I get to move as well. Oh. Where are you going to so, move? I'm going to move left to get away from the charge. There. Mm, that was lucky. No, it was planned. Not lucky. All right, something moves, and yeah, you all hear this monstrous-sounding feet coming towards the table. Um, Dagmar, you you hear it. It sounds like it got very close, whatever it is, but you don't see it. Okay. And that is that is its turn. So then we go to the top of the round, and we're at the Charioteers. I'll cash ground shakers. So, but basically it is going to wheel, and then it is going to charge Alar. Really? You can wheel in that? See, that's what, yeah, that's why I thought. Well, yeah, because the... Uh, I mean, that's a really tight Especially turn. charging. Yeah. Yeah, because it is Slowly. just dash. I know it's not a physics machine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is that there's not a, like, you can take the dash action, but if if you're just moving, then all it has to do is just turn, and then it's going to move 40 feet, right? Because it's, 
Because, yeah, well, what I wanted to do is this. Here. Just kind of move like that. So basically it turns and does, it. basically it's like a 40-foot circle and comes around and uh, she's going to try to lance you. Oh, not a good roll. That is only going to be a 14. Nope. Oh, oh, wait, I forgot. Shoot. If you are on a chariot, you have ed- she has advantage. It's treated as being mounted. Mm. Even worse. Okay, so she wheels around. The, the, yeah, you see that the chariot kind of go up on a wheel, one wheel, and you see it on the sides of the chariot have these blades, you know, jutting out on, on, on either side. The bull's ro- roaring, and then it starts to go by you, and she misses with the lance again. And then it is Morgan's turn. All right, so he's going to do a couple things first, too. He will start off doing his... Uh, he will do a bonus action to do second wind. It's always fun having cool powers. He's a fighter, I guess. I guess, yeah. Well, the action me. search kind of <laughs> gave it away. <laughs> All right, and he's going to get Gladiator. back 18 yeah. hit points as he roars and beats his chest and then comes at you with his battle axe. Remember, you have disadvantage on all the attacks. Hmm. All right. And that is going to be, with disadvantage, a 21. <laughs> yeah, that hits. With disadvantage, an 18. That hits. Good night. And with disadvantage, a 17. Yeah, they all three hit. But that saved you a crit, though. That was good. Oh, yeah. All right. You're so lucky. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get a crit. All right, so that is going to be... Oh, ouch. He's used up a lot of his feats. You know, yeah. That is going to be right. only 24 damage. Oh, I'm still up. All right, mm-hmm. then uh, it is Brokers' turn. So um, Dagmar is doing our 2d6 using a bonus action. Okay. And then I'm sorry, I'm going to have to... I'm going to cast another spell that will just get rid of that aura. I'm going to cast Heat Metal. I'm guessing he's on that chariot and he's connect. He's touching that chariot and the chariot's metal. Uh, I don't know that the chariot's metal. It's probably... The chariot itself is probably a mixture of wood and metal. I mean, it's not like a... Is it metal? The whole chariot's not going to be metal. No. Is there metal? Is there metal? Is he standing on metal? Is he... Sitting on metal? Is there I'm, I'm going to heat the metal. metal so he takes damage every time he's on the metal. So it's a... I mean, you could do his... Can you do it on somebody's armor? Sure, but I want to do it on the chariot too, because mm-hmm. then he won't get back on it, or right. you know, just right. no one gets on it. I'm just trying it's, to dismount him. Yeah. He made it sound like there was a lot of metal going on in this chariot, yeah, right? About I really bragged about the amount of metal. I mean, so the bull is metal. I, so honestly, uh, um, and the chariot's separate from the bull. The chariot yeah. is separate from the bull. I I, most I think that the chariots chari- that I've seen are metal in like Roman times, right? Like a gold. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It I may think, just be. I'm sure there's wooden, like a wooden floor or something, but. Um, you know, actually, no, it's it's actually predominantly wood because actually I do have hit points for it and the um, the uh, breakage. Hmm. Okay. So it has a, I mean, it has a damage threshold of 10. So that, I don't think that's metal. No. I will, um, I will then, if you, you're okay, I will keep the aura vitality and I'm going to need... Uh, yeah, Roman chariots were usually made of wood. Wood with just like a gold... I'm sure they were fancy Filigree or something. Yeah. yeah, painted nice. Okay, and then I am going to... I need you to do a constitution save. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to cast... Uh, can, you, can you show me a little bit more of the chariot? 
just so I can see them. I'm going to cast a stone wall around it. A stone wall around the chariot. Yep. What's like how big of a stone wall? Uh, I can cast it around. It there's no length to it. It's just the height, and there are ten foot panels. So. Boxing. It doesn't say like. It, I'll read it, and I could not find like how, how long it was. Like it should be in there. Yeah. It says twenty foot panels, but it doesn't. It doesn't say how many twenty foot panels. It's a wall of stone. Yeah. Ten by foot by ten by each panel. And how many panels can you do? It doesn't say, does it? Normally, it would be a 10-foot chunk per level. That's how it had been in 3.5. And it really doesn't say how much. It really doesn't much. say. Yeah. It just, it, there's a lot of rules on supports and stuff, but yeah, it doesn't say. I mean, so what? Oh, if, huh. Do you mean, you know what I mean? If it's 120 feet, then I could, but the range is, is it 102 feet? Because it says area, range slash area. Well, that's di- that's a big difference. Those are two different words. Yeah, it right. is. Like, yeah. am I? I can cast it from 120 feet away. That's what I understand. Well, that it as. would usually, yeah. And right. that well, all it's telling you is the range there, because if right. it has an area, it'll say 120 feet slash five foot spherical. So that's why I understood that as there was no like length to it. That doesn't make sense. It says height, 10 by 10. But then it says if you create a span greater than 20 feet in length, you must have the size Correct. of each panel. So well, it just right. doesn't say how many panels do I have to make. Well, it does. It does. You're, you're creating one 10 foot by 10 foot panel. The wall is six inches thick and is composed of a 10 by 10 panel. And then if you do. Panels. 10 panels. It's composed of 10 panels. So 100 feet. Panels. 10. 10, 10, 10, 10 by 10s. Yeah. 10, 10 foot 10 by 10 panels. foot panels. It says it's composed of 10 foot. There you go. 10, 10 foot, yes. There you go. That's easy. There you go. Okay. So you can create 10 panels yes. and box them in. That's right. That's the way it's read. That's, that's the... absurd. Mm-hmm. That's huge. For a yes. fifth, well, it's a fifth level spell. Yeah, that's my new spell. Yeah. <laughs> Elemental. You got to use it at least. <laughs> yeah, right? So I'm in. So they're six inches thick. I mean, so how, like, you want to. Around the charity. In like a square, like he or a circle. Circle okay. meets a square, just like, yep, like a tight around him as possible too, so he cannot back up or go forward. Although it does say that if the, the if it completely surrounds a creature, then it gets a dexterity saving throw. Mm. On its success, it can use its reaction to move up it to its speed, so it is no longer enclosed. Yes, that's true. So a dex saving throw. Huh. But that's on the bull, right? It, does it say it you can it says, use its reaction to move up to its speed, even if it's already moved its speed? It says the creature can make a dexterity saving throw. On a success, it can use the reaction to move up to its speed. Right. Okay, so it, it gets an additional movement then. Yeah. If, if it still has its reaction, which Correct. this guy does. Weird. Wow, we're really getting into the rules well, edition. This is yeah. like a rule. This is a really heavy rule spell. Yeah, this you know? is yeah. okay. It's a long well, it's a, I will, it's so, a new one. All know? right, so the bull would be the one making the reaction roll. I'm guessing so, yeah. Well, don't it you think says... it'd be the charioteer who's controlling the bull? Oh, I suppose so. Yeah, okay, well, uh, I, I think their dex is about the same anyway. Yeah. Either way. Be interesting that <sighs> the charioteer didn't have legs or something. <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> Okay, so I rolled a 13. That is a fail. Okay, okay. so trapped. Yay! So a giant circle of stones. Yeah, I was seeing 10 by 10, so almost like a wrapped around. I don't want it to be able to back up or forward at all. I want it to be 
like tight. tight around it is in a 10 foot as because it looks 15 feet you know because it looks like 10 foot beast mm-hmm. and a five foot chariot is that the way mm-hmm. i read that yeah yeah so it would be 20 feet like 220 feet then 220 like almost perfect. a square yeah. 20 feet one yeah. one so 10 it's a, it's foot and then 220 feet it'd be a rectangle actually okay almost wrapped around it yeah okay, okay. well i that okay. really is perfect okay you're just gonna go with it where this is imagination yeah, because okay. I, I, go I have a stone it. circle. I don't see a don't, stone. Don't okay, worry fine, about let's it. Go. And that and that does disengage my aura vitality. But okay, but you've taken my, yes, taken them out. So thank yep, you. that's my that's my spell. That's my, I'm done. Sorry about that. All that detail. Wow. Okay. So the chariot and the bull as all that is currently encased in a wall of stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, then uh, it is Trissa's turn. Okay. Well, so ah. Uh, just has to rethink her plan because she yes okay so sorry no it's okay no it was a good one okay that's what I do too I move here and then I sorry I could not get to flank but I attack him yes alright so Trisk goes running up next to Morgoth Skull Crusher and is adjacent to Dagbar and um, make, oh, go ahead and do your attack yeah okay so first attack is uh, a 27. That That's a hit, yeah. Uh, for 9 damage. Okay. And then um, my second attack, so not my bonus, I'm not doing the bonus attack, this is just my second attack. Uh, nine plus 18. 18 is a hit. <gasps> oh, nice. that is, I was cool. So that's 12 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to use my. Oh, well, okay. I, I, I now I confuse myself. So yes, I am going to do my bonus attack. So my other hand. Oh, I don't. That is not going to hit because that's only an eleven. All right. And then I'm going to use my action surge. <laughs> How's so, that taste? Huh? <laughs> so that's a twenty-seven. Ooh. For. 13 damage. Oof. And then, uh, oh, is a 21. That's a hit. You guys are just pummeling each other. For 13, seven, right? Yeah. It's no, sorry, 12 damage. That one's 12 damage. The Hound versus Brienne. Yeah, yeah. She's taking care of my light work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she's here, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely getting wrecked. Yeah. Maybe it'll take some pr- attention off of you. Right? Yeah, I got. I was. I was down very low. I can just imagine yeah. her just like rolling her eyes. Oh God, fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I will take all of that. Are y'all done, Tris? That yes, that was my. All right. Well, we're at Dagmar. All right. Um, could we uh, maybe move this so I can see? What's oh, going on? you want to see more than just the chariot and its ring? Um. Yeah. So I would like to uh, circle around Morgoth, Skull Crusher, to flank with Tris. Of course. And then I am going to attack him. Okay. So uh, an 18. That is a hit. Don't forget, you have an inspiration die. All right. Thank you. Um, So that'll be with my sneak attack. Ooh, nice. So that is going to be 16 damage. Ooh, not nice. And then um, my second attack... Um, is going to be a 20, 
eight, uh, yeah, 28 to hit. <sighs> okay. And uh, that's going to be 11 damage. Okay. Um, I'm going to go out swinging. I'm going to do uh, a key point to do flurry of blows. So I get two more attacks. Nice. And mm. uh, that's a nat oh. 20. Oh, no. It so. is hard to stand up to this type of these damages. Uh, eight, yeah. five is 13 damage. Plus your sneak attack, man. Or is that only with uh, That's only one? once okay. per turn. Yep. And then uh, second bonus, or second attack, uh, is going to be a 25 to hit. My gosh. Okay. And uh, that's going to be 10 points of damage. Nice. He got beat up. Like nice. Wrecked. Six seconds of blade fury, fury of fists. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, awesome. he had a rough six seconds. <laughs> he did. Sure. Yeah, he did. Uh, or it's just, like a, seconds, just like a boxing bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alar. Um, are you? I did use, or I did would like to use the whales uh, from the grave as well. Is there? Is that um, enemy within thirty feet? The, I, I didn't map the distances. The the chariot within thirty feet. No. No. Okay, then it doesn't matter. Do you have to have line of sight on it? Uh, no. It just I, a creature uh, within thirty feet. Oh yeah, that I can see. Never mind. Okay. Yep. My apologies. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna move up closer to Burkos and cast um, healing word on Dagmar. So we're going to get three, six, seven, uh, 12. So that'd be 17 hit points back to you. I feel good now. Yeah, you need that. (laughs) And I will give a bardic inspiration to Triss. Awesome. All right. And that's a D8? Yes. Okay. She's going to need it because Triss, you hear heavy breathing (gasps) and footsteps like right next to you as it moves up behind you. And then a towering green troll appears, flanking you with Morgan Skullcrusher. It roars as it's trollish. Was it invisible? Mm-hmm. Okay. As- yeah, actually, I think it's. I think it gets advantage on its first attack coming out of invisibility. I would imagine. Yeah, it would be surprise. She would have the surprise condition against him. But just for the first attack, right? Yep, that only lasts one attack. Yeah. Okay, then um, it is going to start off with one of its massive claws. Mm. Crappy, crappy roll. I hate crappy rolls. <laughs> you just like... All right, that is going to be um, 15. Miss. Oh, actually, not even 15. No, yeah, 15. All right, then it is going to do a uh, second claw at you. And one, and then it's going to try to bite you. And that will be a 20 to hit you. Okay, that hits. All right. For eight damage. Wow. Terrible opening roll, but he was uh, he's, in, he's impressive looking, at least. And that is Magos the Troll. And then we are back to the top of the round with, uh, well, we're going to start with the cheer. Oh, wait, wait. Because he missed, I'm going to use um, hmm. my, um, my repost. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a Battlemaster thing. Yeah. So I I use a superior superiority die. Okay. And I wanna I wanna hit him, so I'm going to use my Bardic Inspiration. Oh, yes. 
That is a 31 to hit him. That is definitely a hit. Just scooches right past him there. <laughs> Don't you know? Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, and then my damage. Oh, yes. <gasps> that is, that makes me so happy. Sorry. <laughs> that is, that is 22 damage. Wow. Nice. Okay. And that's what type of damage? Uh, it, it's magic. It's a magic weapon. But slashing, piercing. Oh, uh, yeah, slash. No, piercing. Piercing damage. Okay. But it also has one point of it is cold, and one point is dam uh, lightning. Okay, perfect. All right, so you like just impale this troll with a nice thrust, uh, and he yeah he roars at you in pain. All right, then we are back to the uh, charioteer who will command the boulders, I guess, try to break through the wall. So, let's see, the wall's made of stone. Eight, 15 AC, each panel is 15 AC, 30 hit points. 30 pin per inch of thickness. Mm -hmm. It's six inches. Oh my gosh, so it has to do 150 points of damage to break through? Yep. I don't like that. <laughs> That's kind of ridiculous. Fifth level spells are awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, it will. Um, hmm. It will. It's just like uh, imagine it's kind of like awesome powers backing up and get going forward, backing out yeah, in the hallway. Yeah, yeah in the hallway. <laughs> All right. So it is going to gore at the walls, which it hits, and that is going to be just 147 damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that much. Uh, it does do. 24 damage. Uh, I'll keep track. Oh, one wow. panel. With one attack. Yeah, it's no joke. But it doesn't have multi attack unless it gets a charge, which you prevented. So that is a. So that's what it gets. That's all it can do. Although I guess technically she can also thrust at it with the lance. Although that's kind of weird. But technically you can, right? Yeah. All right, so. All right, she does not do any damage with the lance. She manages to not hit the wall. Did she ruin her lance? I mean, she's hitting stone, after all. Is it yeah. an adamantium? It is. It's a magic lance. Okay. But I did roll a one and a two, so she manages to not hit it. So, all right, so that is her. So now it is Morgoth Skull Crusher's turn. So he's flanked. He's battered. Let's see what other cool fighter stuff do we have here. You guys made me already use all my good stuff. That was That was the goal. Yeah, that's just, the tough thing. Is just soak up all the damage with my face. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Good the job. rest of the fight is going to be That is a yeah, interesting plan that yeah. you had. Is that the punching yeah. bag feat? Yeah, yeah, I took that one <laughs> at this level. Yeah, it didn't work out. The rocky feet. You just keep on getting hit and hit yep. and hit and hit. You know what? He is actually going to, I mean, since he's already lost his cool stuff. He used his second wind. Uh, he will rage as a bonus action. Barbarian fighter. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that gives him... Rage. Extra damage. I would like to rage. Yep. Extra damage, and then I think you also get... Uh, not right now. And well, and then he, gets res he also gets re resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. So that's cool. All right, and then so he'll do his three attacks on Dagmar. Well, yeah, no, he's he's here to take you down with him. Sure. S 
Sorry, not sorry, Degmar. So attack number one. Uh, that's going to be a 26. That hits. Uh, oh, for five damage. Okay. Rolling cruddy. Let's see. Attack number two. Come on, 90, 20. Nope, that's a miss. Okay. Attack number three will be a 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Oh, my God. Five damage. I rolled minimum damage on both attacks. That's really sad. I'll take it. Unbelievable. Okay. Well, it is Brokos' turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to have this mouth guard crusher, or I'm sorry, Morgoth crusher take a, I need a constitution saving throw from him. I can do that. 21. Jesus, he's running back. All right. Um, and then I will use a bonus action to, oh, actually it's blight, so you take half damage. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, you're doing blight? Oh, I'm doing blight. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he? Because he used it once in this campaign. That's a one campaign use only. Oh, that's a lot of. Um, so half of 41, so 20 hit points of necrotic. 20 hit points. On him, yep. Okay. Um, what is the. Okay. You have to go to negative con to auto kill somebody, right? No, no, What's, not not. You, it's if he's down, half, he's down. It's oh yeah, half the total hit points that they have to. So if they go negative for yeah. over half of, of their total auto, hit auto. points, it auto kills them. Right, but with most creature enemies, you just once it's down to zero, yeah, dead. it just goes down. They don't well, get death saves. Like your enemies don't normally. Except he has a power. Oh, okay. Yep. So if he was gonna go down to zero. Depends on how many have hit points does he have? It would right, be right. So that's that's has to be. Um, so basically, he he gets this uh, relentless endurance. Mm-hmm. So because he was reduced below zero once per long rest, instead he drops to one hit point. Oh, so. Well, still, I'll take it. And then I'm going to turn use my bonus action to turn into a giant scorpion. Ooh, Ooh nice. Nice. That sounds exciting. It is. And then... And that was one of the things you wanted to do, was it be was. a scorpion. It was. It was. It was. It was. It really was. Cool. That's that. That's really horrible, too. Mm-hmm. Should be. I feel sorry for the troll, because I don't think it's his choice to be here. All right. Well, here. And then uh, should that's probably leaving that open for you, Triss. For, uh... Yeah. Uh, says that was you, so I, it is I, Triss's a, turn. Sorry. It's a giant scorpion. Right. Like actual giant, not just large. Correct. The large so, beast. It's a large beast. Large but... beast. So like that big. Yes. Yeah. Cool. There you go. That's horrible. Thank you. Now we have a large scorpion on the field. Okay. The, then it is Tris' turn. Uh, so Tris will start by attacking Morgoth. Hmm. And that is a twenty-five. That is a hit. For uh, twelve damage. Let's see if I've got any other tricks up my sleeve here. I don't think so. I think we've gone through all of his cool powers. Don't like it. Oh, well, now Biggie only has one hit point left. Okay. Bye so bye. you come at him with one final fell blow, and yeah, you cut through his flesh, and he drops at your feet. <sighs> Dang. Are we getting applause from the crowd? No, no. Apparently, they were given some direction. They they've really Actors. just been like actually. So what what comes out of that? You do hear some startled gasps at that. Uh, all right, Tris. Well, there's still the there's still a 
uh, in a deranged troll here. Yes, I, I know there's still a deranged troll there. And he doesn't just, like, run away now that... Triss, I've got the troll. You've got the troll? Well, I'm still going to hit the troll. Okay. Should probably go get the check tote. <laughs> I got the troll. Mm. That's right. what happens if you don't check out your buckworm. <laughs> <laughs> you end up getting the trolls. <laughs> Ouch. It is not good. It makes for a bad weekend. So yeah. that's a 26. That is a hint. It's not something penicillin can take care of. Yeah. For the minimum damage possible, eight. Eight damage. And then I will use my bonus attack. Oh, yeah, that's a nice one. That's a 28 for seven damage. All right. So your two more quick slasher thrusts into the troll. That's it. That's, that's all, it. That's all I got. The troll's name is Magos, right? It is. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's tell the, the viewers or the listeners that this troll is named Magos. Yeah. Yeah, he has a name. He's got a family. I'm sure of it. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's big, he's hideous, he looks really dangerous, and it is now Dagmar's turn. Dagmar, Morgoth has fallen at your feet. Well, you know my pension. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to take my action to um, stabilize and, and handcuff with rope Morgoth. Wow. Oh. Nice. Real vengeance here. Wow. He's doing it so he can kill him again. (laughs) Look at this character evolution. Yeah. I guess you guys are rubbing off on me a little bit. But uh, that's what what I would like to do. I was thinking Bruce Lee again, but you know what? Huh. We got to. Kudos for you. People grow. Yeah. You know. And uh, if you would allow me, I would like to take a free action to say, we're just here for him, Magos. It doesn't have to go like this. Because I imagine I would know him having lived in town. There you go. Um, I don't. I I don't know. I don't know that he wanders around the town. Right, but I would have done my homework before I broke in. He does have a name tag on as well because he's an employee. He has a hello. My name is hello. My name is Magos. <laughs> How I, may I help you? <laughs> <laughs> well, he he'll have. Let's see if he thinks about that. So you 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 say that to him as you're tying up his boss. And then Alar said he's taking care of the troll anyway. So I'm curious. Charm monster. Ooh, oh, yes. Roll me a wisdom save. And I bet you they have a very high legendary wisdom. Legendary wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> is, it, is it a negative? It's got to be a negative, right? I, it's, it's not high. It's not a positive, I don't think. Uh, Come so on, the, man. You made the saves on my freaking fifth level spell. Intelligence saves for two orcs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Come on. You got to give him Don't, something. Yeah. All right. He's so, tried so hard not to I, just. Lose so the it only all. thing I have. Yeah, he's trying to screw it up. No, yeah. that's fine. I like it. Um, but it, so Charm just Monster would me. affect a troll, yes. though? Yeah, it's, mon- it's, it's a monster. monster. Yeah. Well, the subtype is actually large giant from. Oh. Monster. All right. I'm rolling. Yeah. It's not a mo- Everything not humanoid. All right, is it wisdom save? I could do charm monster oh, on your intelligence, bowl. Right, intelligence was, save. No, wisdom, 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 wisdom okay. save. Wisdom save. That will be a 10. Okay. Yes. Magos, why don't you go entertain the audience a little bit more hand-to-hand? Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Here you are saving this dude, and he's going to go send hey, the troll to kill people. Maybe I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you guys a little yeah. bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. These paid yeah, actors I'm... had no idea what they were getting paid for. <laughs> Magus looks thoughtfully. 
mm, okay, and goes charging towards the north wall of the arena. Yeah. Oh, love it. Uh, people begin to look uncertain over there. Meanwhile, you hear the bull. And as just, my uh, bonus action, I'm going to do a bardic inspiration to Magos. <laughs> oh, holy buckets, man. I seems seems right. Okay. Definitely rubbing off on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So it you tells guys, a better story anyways, right? <laughs> so are you guys taking the boss and running then? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's getting he's getting brought over to the Jessicars. Well, I mean, that's what I want to do. Can we just There's wait, still a dude I, here, isn't there? Wait a round or two. Some, thought there was another down there he was outside that was just the pawn of the, oh of the okay yeah. I, I just want to hear the screams of the crowd just at a round longer. well we gotta be you know around I, mean? I think close enough to gather the xp and then, <laughs> and then we're good. yeah i'll waddle over there is there a radius scorpion? that those you know glowing gems come shooting into us yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like a video game yeah um yeah they can do whatever but i yeah i'm gonna make sure that we'll more got him out of here yeah really well tied How up about i grapple him and just Pull him along because I can grab. Well, I'm him. pretty strong, so yeah. yeah. With your claws, yeah, I can grab. Just him. like pull him up mm-hmm. on his chair. <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, I imagine he's drag him along. stabilized but unconscious, so maybe yeah. I would sling him over the back of the scorpion. I'm a large beast, so that would he's if he's medium, he can do that. He can ride on the my back. All right, and I don't need to maintain concentration on that. He's charmed for an hour, so we can oh. leave, and he can have his fun with the audience. Okay, this is really horrible. Like, hmm. I, I'm, I'm they like a... they were there to yeah. enjoy our That's suffering. Right. That's right. That is That's true. Right. That's right. right. You got to know what acting gig you're taking. You can't just walk in there willy nilly <laughs> yeah. and just say, you know what? I'm just gonna like. This is a. This is my first time gig. I don't really feel right about it, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's right. a pain gig. So. Right. I normally do toilet paper commercials, but <laughs> this is All a right, chance well, to break uh, through. You uh, you slap his body over, and you guys take your leave. These were not neutral observers. You know what I mean? These were. I mean, they're still townsfolk, but yeah. well, they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. Okay. I feel sorry for the janitor. Got to clean that for, out, right? They came like for the, a special custodial sport edition. You know what I mean? They they came for. I, you're not going to hear any argument from okay, me. Thank I, you. I am I just, on your side. Just going through those two doors and just right. people screaming. <laughs> we're just walking to this ragtag group. We got a giant scorpion and just like you're all I beat up. It. And I am very beat up. <laughs> so we'll take that moment then to uh, imagine, as you will, your, the way you take your leave. And uh, we're just going to put a little bow on that and just set that aside. Excellent. Um, Hit the fast forward button. <laughs> wow. I'm guessing the charioteer. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll keep the concentration as long as I can. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take her probably six or seven rounds to get out of there. So assuming that you take your leave yep. and the boss, yep. um, the guards at the gate don't stop you. Yeah. And uh, you guys disappear into the night. Well, then I will tell them that they should probably seek other employment because mm-hmm. bad things happen to people here. Yeah. yeah they just, they'll just, once you go out, they just close the doors. Um, they've seen worse. I would like to take the opportunity why Morgoth is just to check to see if he's got like books and notes and stuff. Magic items. You're also disarming him. I mean, I kind of need evidence. <laughs> so hopefully he's got like a little journal. Of all really, this. we should have gone to his office. But very you know. detailed. Yeah. Well, dear this... diary, today was a very good day for slaving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. I hope they noticed me. 
I don't. I'm no I'm new here. But... Well, at the very least, on your way out, you yeah, you could probably stop since, I mean, you've taken taken him hostage or prisoner at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. I I don't know how into it we want to get at this moment, but I would I would gather the evidence that I was originally looking for, and so he has a that. giant like tent, a private tent that's yeah. on the grounds. So we'll assume off screen, you guys run through it with a giant scorpion and his his body and all that, and sure. Gather up any intel you can before turning him over to the Justicars and uh, getting your just rewards and some nice loot from his body. Excellent. And Good job. you have avenged your friend and uh, completed your backstory quest. I feel good about it. You do. You do. You feel inspired. Okay. Oh, great. Is that Does that count for inspiration? I will actually give you an inspiration for that. Yes. Wow. That was amazing. Does the news get back to the community about Magos and... I don't know what happened to Magos. I can't wait to he hear He just the... freaked out. Yeah, yeah I know. There's, there's, there's probably some talk yes. about... Uh, I mean, a lot of people would have gotten away, but yeah, he imagine he would have probably hurt a few people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These things happen, and you know, oh the arena is gosh. a dangerous business. He hurt him permanent. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes back to his little cave or whatever and just sits there with his hands on his head. And you like, know, the average mm. townsperson can't stand up against a regenerating troll you know right. what i mean like that's yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't come contribute to these i'm sure events. he got a good meal yeah he's probably sleepy like after thanksgiving not on bones <laughs> like a toothpick you know in the afternoon you get oh, all yeah. tired he's, he's in a food coma excellent so we are now going to move on to the last and final chapter mm. of this epic long episode and that this is going to be what you've all really been waiting for, the performance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to go mm-hmm. wipe the blood off our hands. And uh... I, Is this a different day? Yeah, this will be a few days later. Okay. Um, take my long rest. <laughs> yeah, you all have your long rests. <laughs> and uh, there's been lots of silent kudos and words passing around. Um, Triss is shaking her tambourine a little more cautiously now. A little bit more reservedly. Well, I actually, I think I'm going to get a perm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> Does it go horribly wrong? Or is... uh, I'm, it's just like this big poof ball yeah, on my head. Yeah, we dare not yeah. say anything. Yeah. Oh, no, it looks good. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so good. I like what you've done with your hair. Well, that's new. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is, that's fantastic. So yes, uh, word has gotten around the streets. You guys really just it's made quite the negative two to our performance checks. No, Everyone's I think it gives us bonus of anything. Everybody's going to be yeah. <laughs> it gives us advantage. It's going to paste over any of the rest of the imperfections. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she can like play tambourines. You know, you could have like she's a little bit further back from the main. She's backup vocals, but you know how the backup vocals are on the side there with the tambourines. Mm-hmm. Yep, and put her. Lighting guy. No, I'll talk to the lighting guy here. Right. All right. So I've brought the lost lady back up here and we grab. So I have a question. Do we wear matching outfits? Are we going like the Jackson 5? Or, or is it a Partridge family thing? Or are we like, nice. you know, like uh, I found some bell bottoms at a used clothing store. I don't know. I think Alar's in charge of costumes. 
I think he's in charge of all of it. Well, he's going to want to look <laughs> the best. Yes. Which isn't hard to do, right, Aylar? Well, we've got all those uh, schwanky robes from the- That's true. Lost City. We can go out oh, and those. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've so got there's the different colored robes. Overarching yeah, different colored theme. Robes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Okay, that's it. Do you, do you want me to do the fiddle, or do you want me to, uh, to do oh, the yes. illusions? Ooh, oh. I do like the illusions because okay. you could add to the the stories, the ballads that I tell. You could absolutely. do both. You could do a fit, step in and do a little guest spot. Well, I'll 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 do both. Yeah, I think I think bit. we'll do both. Okay, depending on what the. So what's I can't produce any sound is. with it, That's, but I can produce uh, objects. I got sound, dude. So, uh, so if you're like talking about something, I can make the illusion of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then do we have a name of the band tonight? Yeah, we do. I I got it. I got a name. Good. So, yes, Tris has made flyers. Word has spread. And the night has come for Alar's true breakout performance. So you've gathered the Lost Lady, which is this. It's a a quaint. It's a small venue. But you've already kind of imagined the larger ones to come. But this is a uh, a very, very well-known venue. Not just anybody's allowed to play on the stage. Yeah, we tried once, remember? Yeah, yeah. you actually it. did really well. Yeah, if I remember. you did, you really did very well. Um, Just not good enough. Well, it, it is a it is a very tough skill challenge. The uh, Fred Stammers and his wife Lucinda, who are the owners, uh, they're, I mean, they're patrons of the arts, but they're also very, they very much appreciate fine, fine skill. Do they appreciate all of the money that we brought in tonight for them? They absolutely will, okay. because it is a packed house, oh, uh, even nice. for the small venue. Nice. Um, Two drink minimum? Yep. How much of the ticket did we get? How much of the door did we get percentage? So, yeah, I'm you sure uh, negotiated this, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Of course. Good. Uh, your patron, who you've not seen now in you know a couple of weeks, is Tanner Williams. You remember from your first performance, he's uh, kind of a local, wealthy aristocrat, and uh, as soon as you kind of you're coming in, you're getting set up. Tanner walks over and like claps you on the back. Alar says, "I I've been looking all over for you. If you do well tonight, I have arranged for a grand performance at the Coborn Theater. If only you can win the brooch, I'm rooting for you. Many thanks. I appreciate all your help and support. So you uh, you get settled in, and yeah, you see some familiar faces, uh, probably just mostly from the local area." People that you've met in the neighborhood, uh, you, Sela and uh, Chairman, not Chairman, Chief Engineer Mudbelly. Well, both Chief Engineers have a, have their own table, and you see them kind of waving. Jared Parsons brought his daughter Matilda. You see the halfling Brian's there from the the grocery, and you know half a dozen other people that you've met, people that you've started to become familiar with. So uh, Fred and Lucinda have got the front row seats, and. You guys get up on the stage. Could I say something really quickly, positively to him? I want to pull him aside. The That's owner? Okay. And Alar, I know it started a long time ago with just a, a wedding reception that really didn't turn out like we thought it would. You still didn't get paid for that. But, um, you know, no, d- despite what people say about you, you've got talent. Go get him. That's it. Thank you, Brokos. You've been a steadfast ally and... The more that I spend time with you, the the more I realize you really, truly are not terrible. <laughs> There's a little tear that goes down his eye. 
I turn away so I, he doesn't see me cry. <laughs> That's touching. Yeah, I'm sure you can remember those moments walking into Vadragan so long ago, meeting him on the street. So you, the crowd just gets, gets warmed up and you arrange yourselves with your instruments and your vocal tuning, ready to perform your fine epic. Welcome, knockabout. We are Dragonstone. And with Ooh. that, I kick a power cord on Lucy, my mandolin. Um, I assume the, the lighting glows up behind us. I think we agreed to, you know, some fog coming out over the stage nice. from the illusion, yes. right? Okay. Yes. <clears throat> and we will uh, start with the, what should we do? The the ballad of the, hmm, I don't know. We But we kick into uh, any of our ballads of our heroics. Of course, our, our, our names are not in the songs, but it's uh, a thin, thin, thinly disguised uh, story of, you know, a tiefling warrior and uh, <clears throat> a majestic bard um, and Brokos. <laughs> An okay. A druid. <laughs> like, no adjective. <laughs> All right. So this is a skill challenge. Okay. This is so great. what do you need me to do? Uh, so you need, you need three successes before getting three failures to win the challenge and the brooch. Okay. The lady's brooch is a major is a magical item that they'll award only the finest talent. So okay. um, you don't get rolling. You don't necessarily have to narrate every section, no. but whatever you want to provide. Give us your first roll for Ew, the night. 19. 19. You get the crowd a little bit warmed up. But unfortunately, that's not going to be a success for the okay. ladies' brooch. Is there is there something that we can be doing? Like, is there? So that is true, actually. Um, that is really good point because you're actually all performing together. So the way we're doing this is, yeah, you actually can give him well advantage or disadvantage. So you'll be collectively rolling. So oh. if you'll each of you will roll your roll your performances. What? what? So okay. my performance. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know if any of you actually have. I actually, I have. Yes. Oh, you don't have to. You just roll it. You I've can got, just I've roll. I've got a plus in my performance. I do not. I got a one. I got That's a right. nineteen. I did not give nice. him advantage. I got a seven. Sure. All right. Well, yeah. So Dagmar's a little rusty. It's your first time ever really on stage performing sure. the fiddle. That's understandable. Okay, but you got a nineteen. I did. Okay. So. And you're gonna say it's 17. So I'm, what we're doing is I've I've got some DCs in the back. So yeah, two of the two of the, two of the three of you beat the aid DC, which is gonna give him advantage on the roll. So you can make a second roll for that. First. Okay. Well, that is a uh, 22. 22. Um, what, I, I just need to know how difficult this is for you. What, what is your uh, like? What did you roll? Like on the die? I rolled a nine. Okay. So you did just mm, just missed. DC for success. Yeah. So this, this is pretty hard. I, I'm hoping you can pull this off, though, because it's going to be well worth it. So is it a success and a failure, or is it just... Is there a middle ground? No, it, it's no a... middle ground. It's, it's, it's no middle ground. Stay on the beat. Let's go. Okay. That is a good point, though. Like, what should count as a failure? 
I may modify that on the on the fly here. If you get over twenty, maybe that won't. It's count a reroll, maybe. You know, I'm gonna do that. If you get over twenty, it won't count as a failure. It'll just we'll just count that as a continuance. Because it's not like we hit any flats. Yeah, in that song. it wasn't horrible. You did. It just no, wasn't you did like yeah, it was inspiring. All right, okay. so we're too, us... we're too loose. We got or we're too tight. We gotta loosen yeah. up. We gotta yeah, loosen up. Uh-huh. Have fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So now do we? So roll... so you guys can re-roll yours. Seventeen. Okay. Seventeen. Nice. So Alar will have advantage. Okay. So twenty-five. Perfect. So that is a success. Then. That is actually the DC for this challenge. Okay. Okay. So you got one success. The crowd cheers. You see all your fans and friends beaming with pride at your amazing talent. Okay. Do you want to add any additional narration or you just want to no, just kind of roll, just want to roll it? All right. <laughs> he just wants to roll it uh-huh. and be done. The tension's high. <clears throat> okay. Third song. I got a 19. 13. I got a nine. Ooh, then you don't get advantage on your... Ooh. Oh, I don't get advantage. Sorry. Only okay. one of them hit the DC. Okay. To aid well, you on your second that one. was a 22. Okay. Still not a failure, but you continue the continue the skill challenge. It's like super exciting. All this rolling dice. 11. 11. 18. Uh, so no advantage. No advantage again. still. Okay. I got a 30. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> wow. So really we're, we're in the zone Yeah, here. we're in the zone. Yeah. Well, he, you have been with them the longest. Yeah. Yeah. So the crowd, the crowd was they're they're in awe as you begin. We're doing that back to back thing. Yeah, yeah, where it's not you know, her tambourine. Your, your hair is waving in the the, the, the wind. We're not even sure it whipped up from. <laughs> yeah, the it's, ju- the <laughs> <laughs> it's the perm. It's the perm. You know, I just thought that it was try to try, time to try something new. <laughs> Perfect timing you, to try something new. You feel like you have never performed like you are doing tonight. This is what everything has been leading up to. Ooh, I got a 16 on this one. 20. I got, I got 13. Nice. Then you get advantage. Okay. 31. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and I was worried. Wow, that's amazing. So this performance probably goes on for a good, I don't know, 10 minutes or more. Mm-hmm. You're probably playing multiple songs, continuing on, regaling all of all these amazing things you've done. And uh, after you wrap up and the power chords begin to fade. You just see the uh, Fred stand up and start to clap. And and with my last note, I'm going to hold my arms out, you know, so my, my shirt gapes open. They can see my muscled chest. And I'm going to rise up slowly, you know, five feet off the ground. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to come up with the fog right under yep. the, on, Thank under you. the feet. Nicely like done. This is a waxed chest. Okay. I'm half elf, man. It's <laughs> it's not super hairy to begin with. So, <laughs> yeah, the, no, the not super uh, hairy because it's waxed. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Just because I have you do that every morning doesn't mean uh, I, I, I'm very reassuring. It looks so good. Looks, <laughs> they're gonna love it. Wow, people here have probably they've probably never seen something so truly amazing with those 30s. Mm-hmm. So yeah, at, the adulation fills your head, and uh, Fred will go over and pull up. He brings up this little box and opens it up and turns to the crowd as he kind of puts his arm around you and is like, the dragon stones. No, dragon stone. We are dragon stone. We're not the dragon stones. The, oh, singular dragon stone. Truly an amazing performance. You see that? I incorporated you all. Thank it wasn't you. about just me. You know? That was great. Yeah. I'm a bit suspicious about that statement. <laughs> <laughs> 
Character growth. Just in case, though, he has to leave, then it's his Dragonstone, so it can be singular. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> change your name to Dragonstone. You're exchangeable. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I only give these to the most talented performers, the ladies' brooch. And uh, he's going to pull it out and present it to you. And uh, it is a, it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful, magical item that he's going to give you. Oh. Um, and it looks like, well, okay. I realize I should have had a picture to pop up on your screen, but it looks like a musical note. Um, and it was, I was like, I'll show you after this. It's on my screen over here. But yeah, basically, it kind of looks like a music note, and it looks like it's made out of silver with a lot of very fine filigree. And you can you can basically pin it to your pin it to your jacket. Nice. But the uh, the brooch is a wondrous rare item, and it grants a plus one to charisma and a plus five to all performance rules, provided they are made inside a tavern or other such place of performance, such as a theater. That's what I need. Oh. And it cannot be attuned to any other person other than the one who was awarded it. Nice. So this is yours. You earned it, Coco. But what about the rest of us? Do we not get the brooches too? Yeah, there's just there's just one. You you get your meal comped. Stop this it. is not. This is... <laughs> are you are you familiar with this man here? <laughs> how many how many, how long have we been with him? I know, but that's did you really they... think this was going to be a compensation for us? Did the tavern owner not see that we were also on stage and you know? Yes, contributing. This is not okay. <laughs> we are just a studio band. You know those that they hire just guitarists to go on tour with them and uh-huh. stuff? This we is, are. It is not okay. So behind the music, yep, that's when Dragonstone broke up. <laughs> and turned into a Dragonstone. Uh, you, still, you still have a good run in front of you. So after your amazing performance, you get to spend the rest of the evening at the Lost Lady getting, no doubt, endless drinks and food. Tanner Williams is talking to you about your your career and the no doubt amazing performance you're going to do at the Coburn Theater coming soon. You've worked so hard for this moment and you feel amazing. I am amazing. You are amazing. And you guys have accomplished and learned incredible amounts through this campaign that this seems like the best place possible for us to uh, kind of move on. Mm. So that is the end of season three. This is the end of season three. And I would like to give you a little epilogue to look forward to what's next here. Imagine, if you will, our point of view drawing away from the party and flying up through the layers of rock and sediment, out of the ground, sweeping across the war-torn city of Vadragan and into the sky. In the distance, the last ships of of the Ashmorden fleet sail north with thousands of refugees eager to flee the city in search of a new life of freedom. Across the city, the combined forces of the Thuringari and their new recruits patrol the streets and man the battlements, the dread gate now under their control. Our view flies to the heart of the city through a window of the old palace, past a cadre of guards and into the throne room. Atop a simply adorned chair sits the Thuringari king, Arvik, a gentle giant of a man with Wolf Canute and the ever-snarling Skullvig at his side. We listen into their debate over the, con- the contents of a message that was just delivered. One of their scouting ships has returned with word that the deadly mist that scoured the pirate isles is receding. Perhaps they can return home come spring? We do not linger long enough to hear their decision, instead flying back through the city into Old Town, 
darting through a series of alleys, up a set of rickety stairs, and into a small loft apartment. A fire burns in a narrow hearth, a cooking pot bubbling. A lanky bugbear sits on the floor with a fuzzy cub in his lap and a toothy grin on his face. His mate finishes cutting up some fresh meat with a wicked-looking dagger and drops it into the pot, turning to watch them both with a sense of relief. They are safe, for now. We leave them to their moment. Time passes and now we fly across the city, filled with so many people we've come to know, peeking in briefly to see that Graham Graham is still busy making cookies for the local orphans. But we head out over the south wall across the bay and above the wide plain nearby. 5,000 of Drummondor's finest are camped here, prepared to lay siege to the city through winter if need be, under the command of the Durham siblings. With the assassination of the Baron, the Dread Gate was lost to them, making a direct assault on the city impossible. Drummondor remains in chaos after the death of King Eldzik at Northwall, and securing Vatergan as a key to reclaiming control of the country. The night is chill, and hints of the first frost of the season are in the air, as a full moon rises above the city on the plain. Somewhere in the camp, a wolf howls. Another answers. Then another, and another. And soon it becomes a cacophony of howls, growls, and then screams. Historians will later call the ordeal the Night of the Bloody Moon, in what may become another key event leading to the fall of Drummondor. Far below the chaos, most of the residents of a slightly run-down tenement building called the Augury have settled in for the night. The city is quiet after its own turmoil. The guilds hold up, nursing their wounds from an attempted takeover. Aelar Noestri was one such resident, still feeling a bit hoarse after another grand performance. Thoughts of his growing fame and the adulation of the crowd still in his head. He reached for a cup of tea on the side table, but something wasn't quite right. As he fumbled in the dark, knocking things over with a crash, his call for Brokos could be heard throughout the building. Oh, oh, oh! Brokos didn't hear the call as he was gliding silently above the illuminated city. More than one person had spotted the large owl making nightly appearance above the street. He'd come a long way from the naive and penniless boy that had wandered into Vadragan. He knew that they had helped save two cities, but he still grappled with the shame of not yet saving his own people. He also missed the night sky, the smell of the breeze, and the sounds of wind rustling the leaves of the trees. He had good friends here, a warm and safe place to live, and a growing reputation. But he knew at some point he would need to return home to make things right. He also suspected there was more in store for him before he was ready for that. Dagmar strolled thoughtfully along the wharf, having casually followed Triss, when he heard her leaving the augury. He was feeling restless too, but stayed distant for much of her walk. It had been a while since he had good friends, and though they had avenged Yuri, saved the city, and acquired more wealth than he was expecting to ever have, he felt directionless. There were numerous guild offers on the table and a lot of senior positions still vacant, but he was feeling the call for something more. He intentionally made a board creak as he slowly walked down the pier. Triss stood at the end of one of the many piers lining the wharf. Here the lights of knockabout faded slowly into the inky blackness of the sunless sea. The gentle waves slapped idly beneath her, the fishing fleet and the trading boats moving slowly in tandem. She stared out into the darkness, feeling the faintest of breezes on her skin. Thoughts of all they had accomplished flowed like currents through her mind. Amidst those were thoughts of Vosh and her missing memories still unreclaimed. She could settle down here. She knew she would want for nothing. 
or she could make her way back to Vedragan to find Vash and someone powerful enough to fix her mind. But somewhere out there, across the sea, was another threat. To her, to Vash, the city, and if it was to be believed, the world itself. She heard the creak behind her. You, uh, thinking of that dragon? I am. Um, I also think about Vosh and the choice she made. And I think I am a different person than I was before. And I no longer think I need to reclaim my memories. So the dragon occupies my thoughts most of all. Yeah, it's kind of hard to relax knowing it's out there wanting to destroy everything. Yes, yes it is. They stood in silence for a while. You know, there's a steamer we can take. It makes a trade run in a few weeks, and I'm told it goes all the way to the far shore. I'm pretty sure I can get us passage. Hmm. That doesn't give us much time to prepare. Maybe uh, Alar can book as the entertainment. Possibly. They both stood there thoughtfully. They had a little time to decide what to do next. There was also a question about finding another dragonstone that they could use to kill the dragon with. Something to figure out on the way. For the last time, our view slips away from the heroes, once again leaving the city, this time moving out across the dark sea with incredible speed. Dots of light from the occasional boat streak by below, collections of lights mark other smaller cities along the inky shore. And far, far across the sea, we head up through the vast ceiling and back into the world above. The moon is partially hidden behind heavy clouds as four cloaked riders make their way through a long valley, mountains looming to either side. Their breath steaming in the chill night air, their horses' hooves clip-clop on the snow-dusted rocks as they reach the valley's end, coming up over a low rise, stopping to look down on the orc village below. They exchanged knowing glances. It was time. The largest of the four pulled back his fur-lined cowl, releasing long, wavy hair. The barbarian's longsword was in easy reach on his back. The pommel, a crystalline orb, glinting in the night, seemingly with its own light. He reared lar- his large black horse and shouted out, his voice echoing, Darkstar, ride! And that's it. And that's it. All right. Could you ask for anything better than a, a cameo from Colshow at the end? I mean, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of guessed it, but... Oh, yeah, well, as soon as it's like wavy hair. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Barbarian. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> some loose ends there. A little bit. And some final answers, maybe. Cool. Well, thank you all. I know we ran a, a really long, long yeah. longest episode we probably recorded. But okay. we gave it to you all in one go. Hopefully this will sustain you for a bit, and uh, we look forward to what's next. Keep your ears and eyes open for what's coming up, right? Yep. We're going to take a little break. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Till next time. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed our finale. We will be releasing our after-show discussion next week, so please stick around for that. We'll be on break for a few months, performing upgrades and retooling our show, and plan on bringing you new content with improved audio quality early next year. Thank you all for your support and for following us on this journey. We're excited for what's next, and I hope you are too. See you soon.